Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. you welcome to sacrilegious discourse i'm husband i'm wife and together we're reading the bible starting with genesis and eventually ending with revelations we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents or shekels yeah those we're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense we aren't academics or scholars nope in fact when it comes to religion we really don't know anything at all what we've learned so far is that god's a dick Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. 
Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? Uh, we're wrapping up Deuteronomy, I think. We are. And we, we kind of took a lazy day yesterday and we did our... Uh, um, our replay, replay of, of our, our 50th. old 50th episode. So yeah. if you hadn't heard it before, hopefully you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so what else? Do we need to go over anything else or am I just rambling for no reason? You're rambling for no reason. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's do it. Okay. So we're doing our Deuteronomy wrap up. Yeah. Um, do you remember what Deuteronomy was all about? Do you remember what happened? Um, I mean, they are it's them getting into the promised land, essentially, and in a whole chapter of Moses dying, right? I mean, yeah, it was like a recap of all of their adventures thus far. Right. But um, it was the shortest book that we've dealt with so far. It was only 34 chapters. Yeah. We also discovered this is where they, they eat babies. So Yes. I mean, there was yes. that. That was, they, that was fun. They did eat the babies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> so anyway, 34 chapters. Shortest right. book. Okay. Chapters 1 through 30. Yeah. Consisted of Moses giving three speeches. That was three speeches? Yeah. Hmm. Do you remember what the speeches were? He gave the speeches to the Israelites on the plains of Moab shortly before they entered the promised land. I don't really remember the... No. I mean, I I probably will, but I mean... Right. Like, I don't remember the the right offhand. So, the first one was, like, the majority of Deuteronomy. Like, the first 20-some-odd verses. Got it. It covers the 40 years of wilderness wanderings and ends with an order to observe the law. Got it. Oh, one more thing. I forgot. They started using parentheses in this uh, chapter. Yes, they did. Sorry. You remember all the wrong things. I know. I remember all the wrong things. But I don't remember names and anything. family. <laughs> Shut up. I remember more than you. Just not. I'm not mm. good with names. Okay. Shut your face. Okay. Okay, so some of the laws that they were reminded that they need to obey. Yeah. Laws of religious observance. You know, do your religious shit. Yeah. Laws concerning officials. Do you remember that? Like the judges and shit and yeah. how to judge this, that, or the other? Yeah. Yeah. And civil law, like marriages and... Sure. And cleanliness and shit like that. Sure. Okay. And then criminal law. Like, remember they had that... Oh, the, the cities you go to, the cities of refuge and all that. Yeah. And, and, like, if you find a dead body, run right quick to the nearest town and wash your hands right. so that you can wash... That you're washed free of the dead body that you found. Right. And then you got to measure the distance to the nearest town to find out who's got jurisdiction. Yeah. Right. To see which town is cursed by that dead person. Right. Okay. So that was the first speech, which again was the majority of the um, first 20 some odd chapters. Okay. Um, The next one, the next speech he gave was to remind the Israelites of the need to follow Yahweh and the laws he had given them. Right. This is where he like made them, I don't know. He did the blessings and curses and the valley in between and there's no gray areas. Right. So this was the mountains? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was the second one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The third one 
offers the comfort that even if Israel is unfaithful, that's okay. It's okay. Because with repentance, all can be restored, remember? I don't I don't remember it being comforting. I remember it being disturbing. Right. Because God was a pretty dickish. Yeah. So But it's described and he enjoyed as, it even. But it's described as him saying, Don't worry about it. Even though that's not the way we read it. Right. That's yeah, that's not what I got from that. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like that guy. No, I don't like that guy either. <laughs> I think it's pretty shitty that he's like, Don't worry, if you fuck up, it's okay. It's okay. You yeah, can... but it, while you're fucking up, I'm going to enjoy punishing your ass. Right. So. Right. Whatever. Whatever works you, for you. You might die. Um, But it's okay if you, you know, go out and murder somebody. Whatever. Yeah. Just say sorry and Come repent. back and you'll be more prosperous. Yeah. So. It's yeah. all good. It's great. Yeah. So before I move on to the last four chapters. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this until I was looking this shit up, and I thought it was extremely interesting. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 5. Okay. Are known as the great commandment, like all capital letters, like the greatest commandment. I kind of remember this. This was like what it was. Um, I can't remember. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. So it's. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, or depending on the translation, all your strength. Sure. Okay. Um, those lines are the first of the two commandments cited by Jesus in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So. So it's important shit. It's important on. shit because, you know, it's not one of the Ten Commandments, but it is one of the Ten Commandments. Right. It is. Yeah. You know. It's the 11th. No, it, it is. I think the first commandment literally is like, obey the Lord or whatever. Right. Okay. So. But this is just stated more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it's one of the only ones that Jesus like harps on. Sure. Of the Ten Commandments. Right. Right. So that's why it's called the Great Commandment. Got it. So. And. You know, it's referred back to again in the New Testament in three different places. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So now we're done with the first 30 chapters. Okay. Okay. Four chapters left. Four chapters left. Do you remember what happened in those last four chapters? Moses died. And what else? They ate babies. No. No? I thought that was in the last four chapters. (sighs) Okay. No, it wasn't. That was in chapter 28. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I was still talking about it by this time, though. Doo-doo brain. Still talking about it because it's funny. Okay, so the last four chapters contain the Song of Moses. That's right. That horrible, yeah. That, I don't ever want to sing again. <laughs> you didn't even sing. It no, was I just, know. That's, but like, when I went back read. and listened to it, I was just like, that, that's not so good. Cringe. That wasn't so good. We, you're not a great reader. I mean, I fucked up I'm, too. Yeah, I'm not a great reader. But, you know, I, I think we would have been better off trying to stumble through singing it. Because oh it was just like we were just talking. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not singing. Yeah, no, and we're I singing. don't want you singing. We can sing little, you know, offhanded things here and there, but no, yeah. no full on like Bible songs anymore. No, yeah, no. no, we're not doing that. So the song of Moses. Okay. The blessing of Moses. He's oh, was like, that the one where he blessed the tribes and like yeah. Dan got like shafted? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The passing of the mantle from Moses to Joshua. 
Yeah, okay. Right. And then the death of Moses on Mount Nebo or Pisgah. Right. Where he's buried by God. No, he was buried by God in the valley. Some valley, they think. No, on the mountain. No. They said that God buried him in, a, in some sort of valley. No, it's on the mountain because he was buried on the mountain like his brother Aaron. Because well, Aaron was buried on a mountain. We're going to look this up on the break and you're going to be proven wrong. Okay, but I'm just telling you. Okay. He, it was a big deal that he was buried in a mountain like his brother Aaron was. Okay. You, you just hold on to that then. All right. Whatever. So Deuteronomy's <laughs> concept of God changed over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. The earliest form is monolatris. Do you know what that word means? No. It's the One belief. One of something. This is going to come as no surprise. Yeah. It's the belief in the existence of many gods, but with the consistent worship of only one. <laughs> and we commented on that multiple times that... So they do believe that there's more yeah, than one God. They do believe in more yeah. than one God. And they did. Hmm. They did. Interesting. Yeah. So the earliest form is monolatris. Okay. So it's where, yeah, there's definitely more than one God, but this is the one we choose. Right. Got it. Okay. And they're not denying the reality of other gods, but they enforce only the worship of Yahweh in Jerusalem. Got it. Okay. Yep. In later forms, of course, it became more monotheistic, which is the idea that only one God exists. Gotcha. And that's how they believe today. But that's not how it started. That's very interesting. Right? Yep. I mean, how many times did we comment on it? <laughs> Jesus, cuffopotamus. Yeah, I was trying to hold that in until we got done, and then I couldn't because... Because I kept talking. You kept talking, and I was trying to indicate, Let's mm. stop here. <laughs> but I couldn't just stop mid-sentence. Well, that's true. Okay, okay, so anyway, how many times did we comment on the fact that they acknowledged other gods? Oh, a ton. A I mean, ton. that's definitely, yeah, they, they right? are, there are other gods according to them. So, yeah. yeah. But that's not what they think today. Right. And they're like, what, there's only ever been the one. And I'm like, no, but there weren't, though. Yeah, literally, the Bible acknowledges that you guys thought there was other gods yeah. when that time was around. So Yeah, dum-dums. That's not true. Read your own fucking book. Yeah. Okay, which is funny because – go ahead and cough. No. Okay, which is funny because on Twitter um, I was accused of not having read the Bible. And I'm like, um, that's literally what we're doing here, doofus. Right. You know, right. like we're reading the Bible and the Bible says there were multiple motherfucking gods. It does. It so does there. say that. Okay, well now we're going to take a break so that you can cough and drink coffee. <laughs> And then when we come back, we're going to take a quiz. But I promise this time it's not 100 yeah, questions. Yeah, I made, I made her vet it before we uh, started because I yeah. was like, no more 100 question bullshit. No, it's 20 questions. Okay. okay. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of this. Okay, bye. Okay, so it turns out that we were both right. He was buried in a... Valley, but he also might have been buried on the mountain. According to our reading. No, according to that line in the most recent line that we read about his Moses's burial. Right. It does say in the valley. So right. that's what you remembered. Yeah. And that's why you're right. But I'm also right because it does say in other places that he was buried in on the mountain like his brother and scholars are still arguing to this day as to whether he was buried on a motherfucking mountaintop or a valley. That's and there is a Franciscan um, church built on a mountaintop where they believed 
um, Moses's tomb was. Got it. So, I mean, again, it's more than they don't know. They don't know. So we're both right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Even though, yes, you are right. The most recent statement that we've read indicated valley. Right. So my apologies, even though, <laughs> I mean, I do all the reading and studying. So I know, like, I just, that's why I was, I was saying on the break, you could benefit from, uh, you could learn something from our podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. <laughs> that one, that one's not fair. That one's not fair because I have read more about Moses than you have. And that's why I had it in my head that he was buried on a mountain because in right. other places it says that. And because I've been reading about the scholars that argue about it. Right. Got it. So fuck off yeah. is what I'm saying. Fair enough. Okay. So you're an asshole, and um, now we are going on to our Quizlet. Okay, sounds good. Okay? Yep. Okay, these are multiple choice, so let me read the choices before you blurt out an answer. Oh, that's boring. Whatever. Okay. Okay, number one, who narrates the majority of the book of Deuteronomy? Oh, come on, seriously? Okay, so... Moses. Moses. Okay, your other choices were Joshua, Caleb, or God. God. Moses. (laughs) You're right. Okay. Why were the Israelites afraid to enter the promised land? Do you want to take a guess before I read the choices? No, go ahead and read the choices. Okay. The inhabitants were ready for battle. The land did not seem fertile. The inhabitants were great and tall. They didn't have faith in Moses' leadership. The inhabitants were great and tall. I think that's the right one. Okay. Number three. What was the name of Caleb's father? Oh, um, Caleb's father. I don't even remember I, who the fuck Caleb was. He was one of the ones that came back from that. Um, came back from the scouting trip, and oh, he's, yeah, yeah. he was one of the good ones, I think. I think you're right. Um, I can't remember who his father is, though. Okay, what are the your, options? Here's your choices. Okay, Jephuna, Nun, Moses, or Terah. I'm gonna go with Terah. That's I have what no I would have guessed, but I don't know. Okay, which king of Hezbon would not let the Israelites pass through his land? I'm going to let you read the multiple choice there on that one. Okay, Bashan, Og, Sihon, or Jahaz? Hmm. Uh, it, it wasn't Og or Bashan, I don't think. I thought Bashan was a place, like Og of right, Bashan. Right, yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's either one of those. Um, what's the last two again? Sihon or Jahaz? I'm going to go with Jahaz. I think it was okay. Jahaz. I have no idea. I would have said Og just because I like his name. Right. Okay. Number five. How many tribes inherited land on the east of Jordan? On the east of Jordan? Yeah. Oh, all but the two. No, two and a half. So what are the, what are the choices? One, two, two and a half, three and a half. Oh, two and a half. Yeah. Okay, that's that was the side. That, okay, yeah, I got it. I agree with you on that one. Where did the Lord speak to the Israelites out of the fire? Oh, give me the choices. I'll know this one, I think. Egypt, Horeb, Wilderness of Sin, the Red Sea. Oh. Um, I mean, I would guess Horeb, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's go with Horeb. That seems the most likely. Yeah. Okay, number seven. How many cities of refuge were on the east side of Jordan? Oh, shit, on the east side. Is that the small side? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say two. 
Your choices are one, two, three, or four. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm guessing two. There was I two and a half that, tribes. So, well, maybe there I was three. I thought there was only one. Oh, really? But I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know. know. What do you want to guess? I'm, I'm going to say two. Okay. Number eight. On what were the Ten Commandments written? Tablets. Yeah. Okay. Here's your choices, though. Okay. A papyrus scroll? <laughs> okay. No. Two jars of clay? <laughs> no. A carved and engraved box? A box? Pandora's okay. box? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Two tablets of stone is yeah, our guess. That. Yeah. Number nine. What did the Israelites do while Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments from God? Dude, they partied it up and made mm-hmm. false idols. Yeah. So your choices are made a molten calf. Yes, that okay. one. Spent the time in prayer. Absolutely <laughs> <Nope>. not. <laughs> Offered strange incense. I mean, that maybe was they probably, did. I don't know. but part of it. Yeah. They didn't say that. Complained though. about the lack of food. They were probably, probably doing did that, that too. too. <laughs> but we're guessing made a molten yeah, calf. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Number 10. Which tribe of Israel received no inheritance? Mm, read them off to me. Judah, Levi, Simon, or Dan? I thought it was Levi. No, Levi. That's the Levites. Yeah. What is the question? Which, Which tribe received no inheritance? Um, like no land? Isn't that what that means? And that would be the Levites, wouldn't it? Okay, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I yeah, just sure. thought they received none because they were to be taken care of by everybody. Okay. Well, let's, but, let's pick that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you could pick something else. No, no, no. That's okay. fine. Okay. Number 11. According to the law, why could the Israelites not eat blood? Uh, I mean, it's detestable. It, it is gross. That's, But, I mean, that, it was, like, detestable to God or something. But so, why, though? I, read off the choices. I don't know. Okay. God said the blood is life. God said the blood is devoted to me. God said the blood is unclean. God said the blood is for the priests. First one. Blood is life. That I think that is right. I think that is right. Number 12. Which living creatures in the water were deemed unclean? Ooh, um, these are oh, hard. Oh, God. That, yeah, I'm going to need the choices, but that's something to do with scales and shit like that. Right. So, unclean, okay? Uh-huh. Those without a hard shell, those with a hard shell, those without fins and scales, those with fins and scales. Uh, those without fins and scales, I think, are the ones that are unclean. Unclean? I think. Because that wouldn't, yeah, because I, I equated it to like a shark. Mm. So, yeah. So yeah. you can go. eat a shark? No, you can't. The one but without shark, scales. Oh, because a shark doesn't have scales and right. fins? But, yeah. They have fins. Sharks it doesn't have, have scales. Fins. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, know. it's not either or, it's and. Right. That okay. was my, that was what conjured okay. in my head when I was thinking of it. So okay. I'm going to go with that one because I think that's right. That's hard for me. I don't know. Number 13, which of the following birds is deemed clean? Gonita, yeah. Okay, stork, owl, quail, raven. Quail. Quail. That's the one I would have said. Okay, number 14, which year is the Lord's year of release? (sighs) (laughs) Every seventh year, right? Yep. Your choices are third, fifth, seventh, or twelfth. Seventh. Yeah. Okay, number 15. In which month is the Passover? Uh, um, it's like the, I don't know, read off, read off twice. It's like the first month on their calendar or something weird like that. I don't remember. Adar, Shavat, Tammuz, 
Or a beep. Oh, it fuck. was a beep. It was a beep? It was a beep. Okay, I didn't even know half those words, so. I think it was a beep because I equated that to April. <laughs> <laughs> Number 16. Of what three things should a king not have multiples? Wives. That was one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. Oh, horses? I think you're right. And I don't know what. Read the choices. Okay. Horses, wives, money. Okay. Horses, soldiers, ships, money, palaces, men, servants, wives, foreign treaties, rich clothing. No, it's got to be that one with the horses and the wives. They're, they're and really money? One. Yeah, and horses, money. Horses, wives, Let's and money? Okay. Yeah. Number 17. What should the Israelites not destroy when they besiege a city? Um, well, it depends on where they're destroying the city I know, at. right? But... Um, generally they leave the livestock and like the, you know, stuff so they can plunder it. So, so here's your choices. Okay. Surrounding farm villages. Okay. Trees for meat. Okay. Conies and deer. Sheaves of corn. What the fuck? Right. Uh, is this the part where they told them not to destroy the trees? I don't know. Or is this like, what's the first choice again? Surrounding farm villages. I thought it was that one. Let's go with that one. That's fine. Okay. I That was a dumb... I don't like that one. I don't like it either. So whatever. Okay. Number 18. What must an Israelite do when building a new house? Christen it. Well, yeah. you got to fuck in every room. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. That's that's not, yeah. That's an American thing. That's not an <laughs> early Israelite Bible thing. My bad. <laughs> Okay, what must an Israelite do when building a new house? Separate the privy from the house. Use new timber. Have a consecration ceremony. Build battlement around the roof. Consecrations. Oh, wait, no. Right? Hold on. They had to put railing around the roof, didn't they? Because if yeah. a guy falls, it, it'll be murder. Right. Oh, that's tough because they, that's I thought tough. They, had, they, they want you to consecrate it too, though. I don't remember. Let's, oh, man. Let's go with the railing. Okay. okay. See, it doesn't say railing. It says battlement, but... But, but it could be a different word in a different yeah, reading. So yeah. like, that could mean something else. So I think that's where we struggle with some of this stuff. Is like, yeah. They're we not read always it one way. Yeah. 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 This is why we should all agree on a translation. Right. That's not the King James. <laughs> God could just let us know which one's right. I'm I'm all ears. Yeah. He. I mean, anytime. 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 Okay. We're almost done. Number 19. Okay. When Moses blessed the tribes before his death, to what animal did he compare Gad? Eat Gad. Uh, let's see. That was what are the? It's probably a lion, I think. But read them off to me. Doe, elephant, lion, turtle dove. Lion. Okay. Number twenty. Ready? I'm ready. How old was Moses when he died? Yep. Your choices were forty, eighty. 120, 920. <laughs> okay. How do we do? Let's see. Oh, I have to put in our name. Oh, that's dumb. You should have just taken a test before we did this podcast where you just put it in, you know, randomly so that you can see if this works right. Shut up. But now, I now know. we're just sitting here filling time to figure this out. I had to put our name in. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's see how we did. Okay. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. Okay, 
Who narrates the majority of the book of Deuteronomy? Moses. Correct. Got that right. Who or why were the Israelites afraid to enter the promised land? We got this right. The inhabitants were great and tall. Okay. Giants. We got this one wrong. Okay. What was the name of Caleb's father? We guessed Terah, but it was Jephunneh. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I couldn't remember that one. Sorry. Okay, we got this one wrong, too. Oh, man. Which king of Hezbon would not let the Israelites pass through his land? We guess Jahaz. It was Sihon, so I would have got it wrong, too. Right. Because I wanted to guess Og. Yep. Okay, we got this one right. How many tribes inherited land on the east of Jordan? Two and a half. That was all you. Right, right. Number six. We got this right. Where did the Lord speak to the Israelites out of the fire? Horeb. Yep. Okay, we got this one wrong. Boo. How many cities of refuge were on the east side of Jordan? We guessed two, but you should have went with your gut. It was three. Ah, okay. See, I would have got that wrong because I was going to guess one. Yeah. No, I, I guessed two first, and then I changed it to three, and then I went back to two. So my gut said two. My brain said three. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're a big butt gut. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. <laughs> Coconut. Shut up. Okay, number eight. We got this one right. On what were the Ten Commandments written? Not even a thought. Two tables of stone. Yeah, two tables of stone, huh? Yeah, that's what it says. Should be tablets, yeah, but it yeah. says tables. <laughs> I read it correctly. Okay, number nine. We got this right. Okay. What did the Israelites do while Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments from God? Made a molten calf. Yes. We knew that one. Right. Okay, number ten. Got this right. Which tribe of Israel received no inheritance? Levi. I was I was right. Levi. You're right, yeah. Yeah, I got one. that one. Okay, number 11. Got this right. According to the law, why could the Israelites not eat blood? God said the blood is the life. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Number 12. Ooh, you got this one right. All right. Which living creatures in the water were deemed unclean? Nice. Those without fins and scales See? like sharks There's mental tricks they, yep. they, they, they work every time yeah because i got this one which of the following birds is deemed clean quail right. i didn't have a mental trick for that i just no. remembered yeah. it oh this is the one no this is not the one i used the mental <laughs> trick either shut the fuck up <laughs> number 14 we got we did get it right though which year is the lord's year of release uh the seventh <laughs> Number 15. This is the one I used in my mental trick. Okay. We got right. it right. Yeah, the Abib. Yeah, and which month is the Passover? Abib. Got it. Yep. April. Good job. Yep. Number 16. We got this right. Of what three things should a king not have multiples? I say we, but you got this right. Right. Horses, wives, and money. Okay. Cool. Uh-oh. We got the next one wrong. Damn it. Number 17, what should the Israelites not destroy when they besiege a city? Oh, we should have went with trees for me. That was the first thing I said. I I know, I know. But we went with surrounding farm villages. I didn't feel like that one was right. I was going to go with trees. You should have. I'm quizzing you mostly, so you should have stood firm. Well, whatever. Who the hell am I? You, like, literally state I every, wasn't firm on it. Like You it just, literally say every episode that I don't remember jack shit. That's true. So. That is true. You should always just go with what, like, don't right. take my say. Okay, number 18. What must an Israelite do when building a new house? Build a battlement around the roof. Oh, we got that one right. I was right. worried about that one because, yeah. like, consecrate, I thought, was one of them, too. So I know. I know. But yeah. if somebody falls off the roof and there's no railing, it's murder. Right. I mean, I don't know why I remember that. Yeah, I don't know why the dude is up in your roof in the first place, but whatever. Right, right. Okay. 
Okay, we got the next two right. Number 19, when Moses blessed the tribes before his death, to what animal did he compare Gad? was a lion. Okay. And number 20, how old was Moses when he died? We got that right. 120. Cool, cool, cool. So we got 16 out of 20 for an 80%. I yes. think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that one. You know that's what? a passing grade. That is a passing grade. We're doing all right there. We read, we read the... Um, Pentateuch. We read the Pentateuch. We are done with it. We are. We're, Although. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Pentateuch as a whole. Yeah. On our episode, our bonus episode tomorrow. Yeah, we should have said we read Deuteronomy because this was the Deuteronomy wrap up. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to be wrapping up the Pentateuch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Come back tomorrow and we'll, we'll have some more information about the Pentateuch. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Let's talk about the Pentateuch. Perfect. Let's talk about it. So do you know what the Pentateuch is? It's the first five books of the Bible. It is. The first five books of the Old Testament. Or the Old Testament, to be yeah. Sorry. Specific. My bad. No, it's, just, it's the same thing to say. Kind of. It's the first five books, period. Right, right. So, yeah. I was just being further specific. Sure. Well. No, I gotcha. They're also referred to as the books of Moses. Okay. Can you see why? Yes, because Moses is all over it. He's... Supposedly telling that story. Yep, yep. Can you name the five books of the Pentateuch? Genesis, Exodus, um, Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy, and... uh, You skipped one. I know, I know. I'm trying to think which one I skipped. Um, Think of a census. Numbers. Jesus. It goes Genesis, Exodus, which are basically like together as one yeah and then leviticus numbers deuteronomy got it okay yep so some modern scholars suggest a hexateuch instead of a pentateuch which would um mean six instead of five okay and they would include the book of joshua in that but there's not a lot of movement for that got it but then you couldn't call it you know, five books of Moses anymore. Right. It, you know, Moses would be yeah, gone. Exactly. Because he's dead. Right. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Right? So we got more to get into or is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're doing today. Okay. And we should take a break now <laughs> is what you're like gesturing at me. Yes. That's what I'm gesturing That was at. an intro. You were just going to go do the whole podcast I was, right there. I was. Yeah. I was. I know. My bad. All right. We'll be back, guys. Yep. So are you done making fun of me now? I mean, no. But I'll try my best to stop. Jerk. Okay. Well, sorry that I carried on too long, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I forgot we were doing an intro. I, I know. I was eager to dive in. I was in. sitting here watch you forgetting, watching you forget to do the intro. Making fun You're of like me? like jumping right on in. I was. I was excited. Yeah, I know. Because we're, we're summing it up and moving on. Yeah, you know? I gotcha. So I thought that to make sure that we move away from the book books of Moses mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, enter new territory, I thought we would go through a little bit of the first five books and what happened in each of them. Okay. Like a story thus far. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been a while since we talked about like Genesis. Well, yeah. 
So yeah. I didn't Seems even like ages. Well, I mean, it's been almost two years, probably. Right. Well, year and a half. Right. But, but my point is, like, when I was going through and pulling out these points, I forgot some of them. Right. So, yeah, this is like a good catch up. You right. Know? Yep. Okay. So Genesis is also referred to as the Book of Origins. Okay. Which makes sense. Right. Because it, that's where we supposedly originated from. Right. But it it talks about um, two separate histories, two separate origin stories. First is the origin of um, the planet, the animals, night and day, and all that shit. Right. And then it, from there, talks about the origin of man. Right, right. So um, in the first part, the primeval history. Mm-hmm. It talks about, you know, the in the beginning and the Garden of Eden. Do you remember all this? I really do, yeah. And Adam and Eve and the fall of mankind. The fall of mankind. That's the first sin. Oh. That's where oh, okay, okay. Eve disobeyed God and ate the apple at the serpent's urging. Okay. And talked her husband Adam into it. Got it. Okay. Which is bullshit because... Um, God had told Adam that, and Eve wasn't necessarily, she wasn't even alive yet when God made that rule. So right, right. I'm convinced to this day that Adam, the jackass, did not take proper notes and did not pass on the message correctly. Right. So, whatever. So, the fall of mankind, and then that led to Cain and Abel. Right. And Cain was the one that murdered Abel. Yeah, and then God was like... Cain, cool. where's where is your brother? And he's like, "What am I, my brother's keeper, bitch?" <laughs> and then God's like, "I smell blood." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, um, uh, after that, um, Cain is made to go bye bye. Yeah. And so he takes off for the land of Nod. Yeah. And, and like um, goes and like populates a bunch of cities. Apparently, right? Exactly. <laughs> And so then um, Adam and Eve are so fucking sad. So um, Eve has another child, Seth, who is supposed to replace Cain. Got it. Oh, and I forgot that the fall of mankind, they also got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. It strikes me talking about Genesis that um, none of this really fucking matters. Right. Because they all get killed. Right. Come come Noah. Exactly. So, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, literally, that's what happens next. Um, yeah. After Seth is born, um, the next big story that takes place is the flood, Noah's Ark, the rainbow. Right. You know, all that. Yeah. And then... Um, but, like, we had to do a lot of family histories for, the, like, the, the Genesis, and it kind of pissed me off when God right. just killed everybody. Right. I'm like, oh. Like, why did I have to learn all that if it doesn't right. fucking matter? <laughs> exactly. But it's to show how we all descended from fucking Adam. I guess. Yeah. So um, we're almost at the uh, end of the first part of the history, the primeval history. Um, After the rainbow with, you know, the promise that he'll never flood the planet again. Yeah. Is the Tower of Babel. Right. And that's where he spreads everybody out and makes them talk different languages because he's pissed off at them. Right. Because he thought they were getting too close to God or um, also they were living in sin or, you know, sure. any number of reasons that none of which... I don't think God needs a lot of reasons to get no. pissed off. So no. based on what I've seen right. in this book. Exactly. So that was the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Okay. All right. That's a lot, right? Yeah. 
So chapters 12 through 50 are considered the ancestral history. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that um, includes Noah's descendant, Abraham, who journeys into Canaan. Right. Um, he's there as a sojourner, just a wanderer. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, God introduces circumcision. Right. Which is a big deal. Yeah. That's... And then, um, yeah, <laughs> very, very random, right? right? Yeah. Cut off part of your dick. Okay, anyway, moving on. Right. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? Right. So do you remember about Sarah and Hagar? Um, I remember the names, but I don't offhand remember what the story was. So Abraham married Sarah, and um, I want to say that... Hagar was Sarah's maid or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then she gave him to Abram or Abraham and uh, whatever. Yeah, and I don't remember quite what happened with them, but sure, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. And after that, we get some Sodom and Gomorrah happening. Yeah, more uh, rain and death from God. Right, a whole city goes... Yeah. And then... Um, Abraham is ordered to offer his son Isaac to God for yeah, for murder. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Here, kill my kid. It's okay. I'm going to, you know, it's fine. God said, so I got to obey God. Right. Yeah, yep. we had some talks about that. Oh, yeah. Um, then um, Abraham, I forget at what point. I think it's after he decided that he would go ahead and murder his kid. And then God went, Meh. <laughs> his name was changed from Abram to Abraham, but I've just been calling him Abraham this whole time. Right? No, I, I got you. Whatever. Yeah. No, um, I thought it was one of the interesting things to me was that early on in the Bible there was a lot of name changing. Like, yeah. Um. Well, Jacob became Israel. And, yeah. You know exactly. And Abram became Abraham. A- yeah. And, you know, so on and so there was. I think there was more than that. But Sarai became Sarah. Got it. Yeah. So, um, Abraham. Speaking of Sarah. Abraham and his wife give birth to twins. Do you remember Esau and Jacob? Yeah. Isn't this the one they fought over the blessing when they were? Yeah. Okay. They were fighting inside Sarah's belly. Right. And so when um, one was born, the other came out holding his ankle. Right, right. And they've been warring ever since. Yep. Or whatever. Right. And then, um, yeah, so Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Yep. Okay. For the bowl of soup or whatever. Yeah, it. some stupid shit yeah. like that. Right. And then um, Jacob marries Rachel and Leah. Do you remember that? The, that was the sisters. So he fell in love with Jacob. Or, okay, wait. I said he fell in love with Jacob. I meant Jacob fell in love with Rachel. But let me back up a second. So when they grow up um, and Jacob has Esau's blessing... Then um, they're going into their father, Isaac, and um, um, Jacob dresses up as his brother or whatever and tricks Isaac into giving him not just the birthright, but the blessing. So then he's got both. And so Esau's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) And so his Jacob's mom, Rachel, well, Esau and Jacob's mom, Rachel is like, Jacob, you got to go. Right. You need to run. Yeah. So Jacob goes to stay with his uncle and that's where he meets Rachel. And he's like, dear God, you're so fucking beautiful. I need to marry you right now. Yeah. They're cousins, but whatever. Sure. There weren't a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. So then um, 
Rachel goes to her dad and she's like, holy crap, I love this dude. We have to get married right now. And dude is like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, promise to work for me for seven years and then we'll make this shit happen. Right. So he works for seven years and then marries what he thinks is Rachel, but turns out to be Leah. Right. And, you know, Jacob's like, WTF, motherfucker. Right. And, and then, then he has to work for another seven years. Right. Well, the reason being, Jacob um, was told by the girl's fathers, oh, um, my bad, but you can't marry the youngest. You have to marry the oldest first. Right. Like, the oldest has to be married. So, yeah, yeah work another seven years. It's all good. So right. he marries both of them. Okay. And... You know, they go on to do many things, sure. um, being married. Have lots of kids and yeah. whatever. So do you remember the rape of Dinah? I do. I do. So she was um, Rachel, no, Leah's daughter. Shit, I don't remember. She's sure. one of the daughters. Okay. Okay. And um, I remember Rachel and Leah each had a maid. So um, Jacob had basically four wives. Oh, okay. And um, so I don't remember which one of them had Leah, but right. I think it was Rachel, but shit, I could be wrong. Do you think that that would constitute as too many? I think that is too many. <laughs> that is too many fucking wives. So one of those, it wasn't one of the maids, it was one of the sisters, had a son and a girl. And the girl's name was Dinah, and she got raped. Okay. And then the guy was like, Oh, but it's just that she's beautiful and I couldn't keep my penis in my oh, pants. Oh, that's right. This is And I love to... her so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And so all of Dinah's brothers and half-brothers, yep. they're like, fuck this I kind of like this story, actually. Me too. So. And so so Jacob's like, dudes, my dudes, calm down. You right. know, it's going to be okay. And yeah. he's like, okay, if you guys promise that you'll all get circumcised, <laughs> it will all be good. Right. And the rapist is like, that's totally fine. I'm going to convince everybody in town because I just am so in love with this beautiful girl that I just raped. Right. Yeah. That I don't know anything about, but I'm in love. Yeah. I mean, sh that pussy fine. Yeah. So, um, they, so all, they all, the whole town gets circumcised. And yep. while they're still walking around in pain, <laughs> the brothers are like, no, that yep. is not enough. And yep. they go in and murder the whole town, yeah. take all their shit. And Jacob's like, fucking christ what have you done and they're like not sorry not sorry right yeah you know? that was a great story it really was because it's like don't fucking rape people right yeah it was all over the like that was we almost could count on that happening in like every other chapter in exactly the beginning. exactly and it's like, okay this sucks exactly so, so um then uh jacob has um all these sons with all of these with his sisters and his sister's wife maids, you know, yeah, one of whom is Joseph. Okay, Joseph was Rachel's son, so Dinah must have been Leah's daughter. Okay, so anyway, um, Joseph is the son of Rachel, the one that he actually loved all his life that right. he wanted to marry, right? So that's why Joseph was so special to him. Okay, and then this is the kid that had the multicolor coat. He was sold into slavery. And their tribe got all the blessings when uh, when they gave up blessings at uh... – remember how what? they were blessing the tribes? Oh, we the are tribe so – we're not there yet. I know. But yes. But we talked about him when we were talking about the tribes. So, yes, yeah. but we're not there yet. I understand that. Okay. We're still in Genesis and the end of Genesis concludes with Joseph – 
going down into Egypt. Got it. And because he got sold into slavery by the by his brothers, by right? his brothers to the Midianites. Yep. Yep. And so that's the end. Okay. okay? So Genesis that's, ends with him being sold into slavery. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, no, um, there's still all the rest of it too. Like, oh. Like his whole story. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Like the whole story of Joseph. That's all in Genesis? That's all in Genesis. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, so um, he gets put in jail and all kinds of shit, but he interprets dreams, which occur- apparently was legal at that moment. Well, if you're correct, remember. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And anyway, he works his way up to Pharaoh. Right. And um, he saves... Egypt from famine, and he reunites with his brothers who are so grateful, yep. and they all move back to Egypt. Right. Okay. So wait, they move back to Egypt. This is yeah. This is where because Joseph is pals with the Pharaoh of Egypt. Yeah. Okay. So this is where the tribe, the Israelites, the sons of Israel, move to Egypt. Oh. Okay. okay. So they went to Egypt because that's where they didn't really have a choice. The lands were all going through a famine mm-hmm. and the Pharaoh through Joseph, Joseph did this, bought up all the lands, all the animals, all the food. And the people had no choice, including Joseph's family, but to turn to Egypt for help. Got it. So they went into Egypt willingly, but didn't really have much choice. Right. So, yeah. That is the book of Genesis. Okay. okay? The, it gets shorter and shorter as we go. Okay. So that was the longest. All right. Okay. Yep. Do you want to take a break before we jump into Exodus or keep no, plugging on? No, let's do on? two and then we'll take a break after Exodus. Okay. That's that fair. Sound? That's fair. Okay. So Exodus is referred to as the book of redemption. Okay. Okay. Remember, Genesis was the book of origins. Yep. Okay. So book of redemption. So, are you following along? Are you getting all yeah, this? Yeah, no, I mean, okay. Exodus is pretty much where Moses and them leave Egypt and then, right. you know, start right. walking around. So, um, eventually what happened was the Israelites became large in number and um, a new pharaoh came in. And he didn't know anything about Joseph and his family and so he was like, I don't don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. You're not my friend. You right. were old Pharaoh, yeah. and I'm new Pharaoh. Right. And I don't know you from a hill of beans. So he had no particular um, sway. sway or anything like that. Right. So um, he got freaked out because um, there were too many Israelites. And, he, and Pharaoh was like, this will not stand. They're going to overtake us. They'll become a fifth column right. kind of thing, and they're going to get us. Sure. So, um, they made all the Israelites into slaves. Got it. So, they went from Joseph was like top dog in Egypt to (laughs) now his whole family is slaves. Right. That sucks. That does suck. And so, then Pharaoh was like, let's just kill all newborn males. That'll work. Right. And so... That all happened, and but maybe baby Moses was saved. Right, he got put in the river. Yeah, yeah, he got put in the river. Yeah, this is Josephus's son, I guess. I don't know. Okay, some something like that. Somebody's son. Somebody's son. <laughs> so, um, baby Moses gets saved by Pharaoh's daughter, who raises him up as her own, even though um, 
the actually, mom is right there and actually is the one that raises right, I was him. Say his, as, his actual mom actually did raise him. Yeah, the so. actual mom raised him as his nursemaid. Right. So right. she got the best of the deal, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason that she put him in the water was not to drown him or anything. It was to try to save him from all of the the firstborn males getting murdered. Yep. Okay, so Moses grows up and he's like, yay, I'm Pharaoh's daughter's friend, yay. But then he's also like, but I'm not Egyptian. I'm totally Israelite and I see all my peoples. Yeah, this is a lot of injustice going on. Yeah, and so one day he sees this um, slaver guy beating up one of his fellow Israelites. Right. So he kills the fucking slaver. <laughs> That I, I remember, yeah, I remember being like, whoa, yeah. damn, dude. Exactly. So he ran away because he's like, oh, sure. shit, what have I, I done? Just fucked up. Right. Yep. And so then he encounters a burning bush. Of course, as right. you do. Who orders him, get your ass back to Egypt. And that's stupid. God. And that's God. Right. And so he's like, Boker. I always listen to burning bushes. Right. You know? So he goes back to Egypt. Sure. And at that point, there are 10 terrible plagues. Right. Do you remember what those ten? I don't remember are? what they all are, but there was like frogs and I, at locusts and yeah, um, famine. I think and who knows. Do you want me to just name them off for yeah, you? Yeah, just rattle them off. Okay, water turns to blood. Okay. Frogs, lice or gnats. Lice or gnats. Okay. Flies. Okay. Pestilence of livestock. Uh huh. Boils. Oh man. A storm of hail and fire. Damn. Like, that sounds like... That's, that's pretty crazy. A song of fire and ice. Right. <laughs> this is some George R.R. R. Martin shit. Right. Um, locusts. Okay. Three days of darkness. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But do you remember, like, they, I, and they couldn't see at all? Yeah, no, I remember. It was, like, pitch, pitch black. Yeah. 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 And then the death of firstborn sons again. Right. Yeah, that was and that's, assholeish. I know, right? So that's when Passover started. Yeah. And so they put up markings and God... Would over pass them. over the Israelites. Yes. Nope. And I so remember. he only killed the firstborn sons of uh, Pharaoh and Egyptians. And Pharaoh was so fucking pissed. And he was like, I am coming after you, motherfucker. I mean, you know, I I guess technically Pharaoh was killing their firstborn. So it was something that, that right. it was it was turn, turnarounds fair play, I guess. Right. Sort of. Sort it's of. like this all started because Pharaoh was like, there's too damn many of you. I could accept this story if if God doesn't – God eventually in the New Testament turns into this peace-loving, you know, wonderful thing that doesn't kill and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bullshit. Right. No. If Jesus is God, which is what it, the claim is somewhat. Right. At least in the Christian Bible. Right. Then – he did all this shit. Right. It's He did it. Okay? Right. So, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. So, um, Pharaoh's like, I'm going to get you. So, they run away because they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. They are so fucked. And that's when um, the parting of the Red Sea happens and all the Egyptians drown. Yay! Yeah. And so... Exciting stuff. Moses and team get away. And okay. so, then they're... Then they're Wandering in the desert for a bit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking hungry and thirsty. Those guys complained a lot. To be fair, they had just come from where right. they were being fed. That's true. And they were made into slaves, but they were still like, I didn't ask for all this. Dude. Yeah. Right. 
Like, you escalated this. You know what I mean? Like, Moses, you started this fucking war. Right. We were kind of okay. It sucked, but we were okay. But then you did this murder, and then you convinced us to run away with you, and now here we are starving. We should never have fucking listened to you. Right, right. Which I don't necessarily blame them on this one. Yeah. Okay? So God makes it rain manna and water. Right. And he was a little grumbly, but he's like, all right, whatever. Sure. So they get to Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. And then... This is where the real fun starts. Yeah. So um, Moses' uh, father-in-law comes around. Yeah, And he's yeah, like, that. you should delegate because you are doing too much, my man. Yeah. And then he's also like, also, you should appoint some judges. Do you wonder if this is one of the things that they... Um, you know how added they... Added later. Yeah, they added later so yeah. that they could create the structure. Yeah. Because do. it doesn't really fit. Like, right? it's kind of disjointed, you know? Yeah. So. I, you can see that about so many points. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, uh, what's his name? Moses? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. So, he does that. Judges are appointed. Yay. Yeah. Right. So, um, he runs up the mountain a couple times, remember? And yep. um, the Ten Commandments are given. And then... Um, he comes back down and he's like, you guys, guess what? And in the meantime, Aaron. You know, it strikes me. I got to say this real quick. It took, dude, like six days to create the entire universe, right? Mm-hmm. It takes him 40 days and 40 nights to write a fucking tablet. Right. What the fuck? I know. It's That's true. ridiculous. Well, I I can't give you the reason I'm just why. saying, like, that seems a little like, you know, yeah. not whatever. I know. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So Moses comes down and he's so fucking excited. He's like, you guys. But then he sees that his brother had um, Aaron Aaron yeah. had uh, led the people into making golden calf. <laughs> yeah, I and, remember this. Yeah. So this they were like crap. praising the golden calf. And Moses is like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. And he throws the fucking tablets down and breaks them. He's like, fuck all y'all. Yeah. So he goes back up. Didn't they murder like 3,000 people at that point or something? I don't think so. Me? Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I'll get there in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they did build some or kill some. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, God is like, I'm going to smite all those motherfuckers. Right. And Moses is like, all of them? That's not cool, man. Just, right. Your neighbors will, you know, they'll look down on you for do, you'll fail. Yeah, just do only the bad ones. Right. And I'll see who so, I can get on our side. So he goes back down and he's like, okay, God's not going to kill all of y'all. Yay. And he's like, unfortunately, all you bad guys over there, you got to die. Right. And so the ones that are like still following Moses are like, okay. And right. so they go kill them. Right. Their own loved ones yeah you know yeah right then and there yeah it was pretty awful it was very awful and then um there was like a melting down of the calf and turning it into dust and making them drink it and right. he's like you need to you and know aaron got basically a slap on the wrist for doing the whole thing yeah yeah like exactly because he's like a major part of the next bit you know yeah he is he's made into the first priest like right the, it not in this book of the bible but in the next right, but one i just never understood like he's leading the charge on this thing and he doesn't hardly get anything i know just like, a slap okay. on the wrist yep um and so then um they start uh you know trying to put their lives back together again yeah and they Start building the tabernacle. Ah, fuck that portion. Yeah. So that's the end of Exodus. Okay? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so did we, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and come okay. back. And what are we hitting when we get back? Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. All right. We'll be back in a few. Yep. Hey, wife. Hey, husband. We're back. And we are back. this is uh, taking longer than we had anticipated. So I think we're going to cut this one a little bit short. And we're, we're going to stop it here. And then we'll do, make this a two-parter. And we'll come back tomorrow. Okay. How does that sound? What I'm hearing is that I did too good a job. You did too good of a job. Yeah. And I am happy with that analysis. Definitely. All right. So we're going to end this one today, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. For the next, the next three, three books. Yeah. Okay. All right. Husband. Wife. So um, if you joined us yesterday, <laughs> you'll know that... Um, our episode ran a little long, lengthy. Long. And our intro ran a little lengthy. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot yesterday that I was doing an intro. So today I was like, okay, just an intro, just an intro. Right, yeah. Okay, so we are doing our Pentateuch re- recap, yep. wrap up. And yesterday we covered Genesis and Exodus, which are the uh, two lengthier um, books of the Pentateuch. Yep. And so today we're doing Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That sounds like a blast. Let's do this. Okay. Okay, so continuing on with the third book of the Pentateuch. Yeah. Okay, Leviticus. All right. Which is also referred to as the Book of Worship and Communion. Got it. And if I recall correctly, this is the one where they build a lot of shit too. Like yes. the Ark of the Covenant and the yes. Tabernacle the Tabernacle. And all that shit. Yeah, and they cover laws and regulations, rituals, practices, offerings, sacrifices, priestly duties, all kinds of bullshit. Right, right. I mean, it is dull as fuck. It really was. Yeah. Like, there were some decent parts that we, we could make fun of good, but then it, it was so We dull. had to try. We had to really try. Yeah, we dug that deep. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through the dark night of the soul. Yeah. And the stakes were raised. Yeah, that, was a, that was a rough chapter, or a rough uh, book, book, of the, yeah. book of the Bible. Yeah. So, um, as you'll recall, Aaron was made the first priest yeah. guy, the first head priest. Yep. And... Almost immediately, two of his sons got killed. Because wrong fire. Yep. Yeah. Wrong fire. And that was to show the people how serious it was, even if, if you were, like, one of the top dogs, yeah. um, that you were not going to be, um, like, treated any more special. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It didn't take. Right. No. <laughs> no. I mean, nepotism is still a real thing here. But supposedly they were trying to show that sure. there was no special treatment yeah. and that you have to take God's rules absolutely seriously. Right. And some of those rules were like rules for cleanliness and those went on for Oh my God, that was awful. Yeah, what kind of foods you can eat and... Um, the color and shape and size of your boils that you have on your skin. Yes, and your... <laughs> Your nightly emissions and if you're on your period and um, how long after you have a baby are you clean. And it depends if it's a boy or a girl. And, yeah, it was just all kinds of crazy. Yeah, I think they skip a lot of that in church. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I could see why, but Mm -hmm. 
you know, they really just ought honestly. To, though. I think they gloss over the entire Old Testament more or less. Yeah, so they kind of cherry pick here and there. Well, I noticed that on Twitter, a lot of people are like, "It's not like that in the New Testament," and I'm like, "Right, but it's just that you guys always say the Bible, right, which includes the Old Testament, and it's the same God." Yeah, it's, so. And you know, and you keep telling me that God doesn't change and he's infallible. Right. And and yet you've got this whole other portion of the book that you guys completely dis a fucking vow. Yeah. So, Until you don't. Right. Because they'll claim stuff from it too. Right. Right. It's like you said, cherry picking and mm-hmm. just bullshit. It really is. So anyway, getting back to it. Yeah. Um, the book of Leviticus covers the Day of Atonement. Which is like once a year, they do just a massive um, sacrificey thing that's like just meant to like cover everything, like just in case we missed. Isn't that where they send the goat out into the wilderness of Zen? Azazel and the scapegoat is my yeah, next point on the yeah. list. Very good. Yeah. And um, do you remember what that was about? Uh, only vaguely. They bring two goats for sacrifice and they let one go. Right. And that one is supposed to take all of their Sin sins and yeah. and crimes and shit. And he's supposed to run off to Azazel. And what that the was fuck was Azazel? Never clarified particularly. <laughs> um, they weren't but, sure if it was a land or a, a person or a deity. But, it could be a deity. Because, I mean, they, right. they do say that they believe in other gods just most not scholars, worshiping other gods most scholars treat it either as a demon or as a um something of the devil kind sure, of thing sure. which i mean whatever right it's all bullshit so who cares it, when you say scholar and devil and the same thing it's you know by you're already scholar, walking down a fine line there by scholar i am Almost 99%, like almost 100% referring to people who study the time period. And like I'm talking about educated people, not like um, just Bible thumpers. Right. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'm talking about like academics. I understand. Okay. Well, it occurred to me that I might not have made that clear when I refer to scholars. Right. And I just want everybody else to know. Got it. I'm not just talking about dum-dums. Right. So... That's just my, like, generic word, scholars. Sure. So, um, moving on, they also have the holiness code, punishment for worshiping Molech or using magicians or mediums. Right. And um, they set up their calendar. Okay. And that was pretty much it for the book of Leviticus. I remember being glad we were done with Leviticus. I also remember that. It was boring AF. When we moved on. It got even boringer. I mean, initially, yeah. Yeah. The Book of Numbers was like, uh, it was as bad yeah, as Like, just Leviticus. counting shit. And then, yeah. like, I mean, there were some decent parts to it, but, like, the rebellion of Korah and stuff like that. And well, um, I didn't include that in my notes, so oh. good for you. Well, I'm just saying. So, the Book of Numbers is also referred to as the Book of Pilgrims. Okay. Because they're... Getting ready, they're gearing up. That's they do two censuses in that thing, right? Um, one later because they killed everybody, right? Right. So they're like, no, not, I shouldn't say they. God had killed everybody, right? Exactly. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. So they journey from Mount Sinai to the plains of Moab on the border of Canaan, right? Right. So they they get there, and then fifteen thousand complainers are smote, right? Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I remember that. Because they were like complaining pantses. Yeah, no, it was bullshit. And they sent spies into Canaan because they didn't have faith. Yeah, and then only two of them said that they should attack, and the rest of them spread yeah. the rumors of the, the but giants, giants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the other two were like, but God got this, and also land of milk and honey. Right, right. But the scaredy pantses refused to take on Canaan, mm-hmm. so they were condemned to wander the desert. And God was like, fuck all of you. Peace out. See me again in 40 years. Right. I mean, he's God. He could have let those two tribes in. Right. You know, they, yeah. they were with, they were on the right side. Yeah. And like not punish them because they were doing the right thing. Exactly. But and he's God. He could have just let he them could in. have. Yeah. But he didn't let them in. He, bullshit. Only their children got That's to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bunch of bullshit. Crap. So that's pretty much it for numbers. <laughs> and, um, you know, if I'm leaving stuff out, I'm just trying yeah, to hit no, the no, high no. points. We're, lo- we're leaving stuff out for sure. Okay. I mean, it, like, you know, there was the, was it in that chapter or was it in Deuteronomy where um, uh, the talking ass happened? See, I left that completely out. Right. Because, but, I mean, there's there's some definitely yeah. some highlights through here that were fun. Yeah. But, I mean, the general overarching idea of things we're hitting here and kind of just giving right. a brief synopsis. So I think that that would probably have been in numbers because it's it when like they, they were. They went to Moab there, so it seems like that right. was the time frame. Right. And they Maybe. were, like, traveling from Egypt to Canaan the first time. Right. So I'm I could pretty be wrong, sure, but, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was numbers. Okay. So in Deuteronomy, these are the words of Moses is what this book is. Yeah. And Moses recounts the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And he reminds the Israelites to um, adhere strictly to God's commands. So much he does that. Yes. And he gives (laughs) blessings and curses on those mountains. Yes, he does. And Um, those curses that God tells him to give. Are some fucked up shit. They are some fucked up shit. Go back and listen to that episode. Right? Yeah. Um, there's the song of Moses. That was don't which... don't listen don't go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, skipping that. Yeah. Um, then there was the blessing of Moses. Yeah, where he blessed the tribes and stuff. Yeah, that and was. Dan got the short stick. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you're alive. Moving on. <laughs> Um, leadership passed to Joshua at that point, and then Moses died and was buried by God either on a mountain or a valley. Right. And you and I In our agree. reading, it said valley. In that line... I know. And in our, in our reading, I said... It, it but said in valley. other parts of our reading, it said valley. Saying, I mean, right it there, said mountain. Right there, it said valley. That's but all. you can't say in our I'm reading... I'm picking on you for crying out loud. Well, stop. No. Stop. So that's the entire book of Deuteronomy. So, like, we're... Done. We're done with, with the Pentateuch. Yeah, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Okay, and uh, I guess now we're going to be. Oh, wait, what are we doing tomorrow? Um. Okay, so this is Wednesday, and tomorrow. No, it's not Wednesday. It's not. No, it's Thursday. Is it? Yeah. Oh my bad. So we're recording these in <laughs> advance, and I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, um, the next day, oh, that's our special. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we want to say what that is? No, well, no, we don't. It's a special. Yeah, there's a special. It's a special bonus. special, and it's going to be a one-time only for some of you. For some of you. But it could be an all-the-time for all of you, if you wanted. If you wanted. Okay. We'll just leave it right there. I'm going to put that on the table and walk away. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah.
Husband. Wife. This is an intro. It is only an intro. <laughs> Do not adjust your sets. Yeah, uh, you've been struggling with that uh, recently. I have, but not only is this an intro, it's an intro of an intro. Oh, wow. Interesting. Be- right? Yeah. Because um, what we are going to be talking about today is um, the next section of the Bible following the um, uh, uh, Pentateuch. Got the, it. The first five and that would be books. Joshua, correct? It starts with Joshua. Yes, that is the next book. Right. But there is a, a natural break. There's a, another section following those first five books. Okay. And I will get into that here shortly. All right. Okay, so today what we are going to discuss is something that is difficult to pronounce. Okay. Or spell. Yeah, I already gathered that. Yeah, it's called Deuteronomistic History. That sounds like a mouthful. It is quite the mouthful. And what it entails is um, the continuation of the story from Deuteronomy. Okay. Which is why, you know, we're about to start Joshua. Yeah. And Joshua picks up where Moses left off. Right. But it, and, you know, we said in the last episode, I think, that um, some people propose including the book of Joshua in the um, Pentateuch and call it a Septuagint. But instead of going, including that back, they include it in the next section going forward. Okay. And so the Deuteronomic Doom 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 Car Doom Buggy <laughs> Okay Deuteronomistic history yeah. um includes the book of Joshua, the book of Judges, first Samuel, second Samuel, first King, and Second King. And you'll notice that I left Ruth out. Yeah, no, that's... Ruth is its own little thing that's stuck in there. And I will probably do a separate episode to find out what, why. Right. Yeah, that's really weird. But it's not mentioned as part of the Deuteronomistic history. Huh. Now, let's keep in mind that all of these books were written and rewritten and redacted and right. put together. So to even say who wrote what, when, oh, is yeah. very, very... No, I mean, there's so many different versions and, yeah, so, there's no way. So somebody stuck Ruth in there. Sure. And like I said, I'll do I'll do some research into that and that'll be a later kind of thing. Right. When yeah. we get to Ruth. Definitely. Which, you know, follows Judges, which follows Joshua. Right. So we will get there. Okay. But um, I just... Thought it was cool that, you know, this whole time we've been trying to get through the first five books and then celebrate that. Right. And then we've got the whole rest of the Old Testament, which is like a billion books. Right. Yeah, I know. Like when I I have to say, like when I went to go find out, because we we started this without really planning anything ahead of time. And mm -hmm. like we had no idea what we were jumping into. Right. And at one point, like maybe if I don't know, it's it's probably been less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. I looked up how many chapters were in the Bible, and it was like a thousand books. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, how many no, chapters? No, how many chapters? And You're it was a thousand eighty nine, and I was like, oh shit, this is going to take us forever. Yeah. So that's when we kind of changed, you know, like we started changing formats or talking about changing formats at that point. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. And there was also a, a point. There was also a point at which you thought that the Pentateuch was the Old Testament. Well, I, I, like, I, know, I, I literally know. don't have any religious upbringing. I know. Like, same. I mean, I've I been know. to church a total of maybe twenty times in my life. Right. Like that's being generous, probably. Probably. So. No, I hear you. I hear. I'm. I'm saying that. I'm not saying that to make fun of you. I'm right. saying that when you come to this book with zero knowledge, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And when you've only heard this word and that word thrown about, you don't know how to apply it. Right. So, yeah, we're we're coming at this and I wanted to find another natural break after the first five. And so reading it as the Deuteronomistic history allows us to do that. Okay. So I'm very excited that, that there's a break. That there's a natural break. <laughs> and I'm hoping that we find more groupings like that okay. as we go. Sure. Um, that's what I'm going to be looking for going forward so that we can celebrate milestones along the way. Right, right. So um, who wrote Joshua? Is kind of the question, right? Sure. So almost all scholars agree that the book of Joshua holds little historical value, meaning that shit probably didn't happen. And if it did, it didn't happen when you say it happened. Right. Um, for early Israel, and it most likely reflects a much later period. Huh. So that's interesting. Yeah. So when we're like, when did it? Uh, to to talk about who wrote it, you have to talk about when was it written. Right. So, um. They're like, not anybody you know. Right, right. <laughs> um, there's now general agreement that it was composed as part of a larger work, the Deuteronomistic history. Okay. So that's why all of these separate books are included huh. in this. Okay. All right. And it um, stretches from the book of Deuteronomy to the book of Kings, which is what I said. Right. Um, to the books of kings, sorry, books. Okay. Because there's two kings, first king and second king. Unlike Trump who said king one and king two. Now, I have a quick question. Does yeah. this Does this have anything to do with the different types of writers that wrote the Bible? Like there's yes. the, you know, the, the genres of writers that whatever, yes. you know. Yes, like the Deuteronomist yeah. that we refer to as the one who wrote. Sure. And and that that is not when we say one we mean a group of people right, a right, group right. of priests but a, a a style that stands out in yes, the Bible basically. yes yes so this is basically a continuation of Deuteronomy okay so that's why it's referred to as the Deuteronomistic history because it's still these same kind of priests oh that makes sense that makes right. Sense. Um, I'm assuming maybe Ruth doesn't make, meet that threshold or something. Yeah, so, so I'm not sure why it was stuck there. I would think that it would be stuck after. Well, maybe it was stuck because maybe it has something to do with the story, but it's not written by the same people. Right, exactly. So That's, I don't, who knows? That is very likely what it is. Or maybe, you know, it just got stuck there. There's no way I mean, of knowing. <laughs> there's no way of knowing until that, that we... That could be just as likely, you know? There's no way of knowing until we get there, and even then we might not know. Right, So, Because yeah. I honestly... I know that there is a novel called The Book of Ruth, okay. and it was like an Oprah book club kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think it was... I Like, I think it was a tongue-in-cheek title. I don't think it was, like, based on The Book of Ruth from the Bible. I said roof. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I am so having problems speaking. Blah, 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 blah. So um, I don't even know what the book of Ruth is about. But I don't either. We'll get there in a bit. Right. Yeah. So um, lots of scholars now believe that it was composed first at the court of King Josiah, which is one of the books that we will eventually get to. Okay. In the late 7th century BCE. Oh. 
Yeah. Interesting. And then it was extensively revised in the 6th century BCE. Huh. And just to be clear, I think Moses' happenings were happening like 2000 to like 2000 BCE or something like that, like 1500 to 2000 BCE. I honestly don't remember. I could be wrong. Like that's that's a big very big generalization, but I know well, if they're talking about the Bronze Age, then they're talking about even further back than that. So Right. Which there is a lot of Bronze Age stuff happening. So I don't know. It's obviously there's no dates written down for this shit. So Right. So um that's the question. You know, right. when when was all this shit written? Right, right. And what parts of it were written together and And even what are they referring to? Like what, what yeah. time periods are they referring to re- exactly. regardless of when it was written? Yeah, exactly. So the term Deuteronomistic history was coined in 1943. Mm, not that long ago. Not in, that long ago. In the grand ago. scheme of things. Right. By a biblical um, – a German biblical scholar to explain the origin and purpose of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. Okay. So um, I thought that that was interesting that, you know, we're, we're using this break and it was only, you know – in the last century. Right. You know, yeah. a thing that, that came to be. Yeah. Um, he argued that these books were the work of a single 6th century BCE author slash compiler ah. seeking to explain recent events, the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian exile. I see. Using the theology and language of the book of Deuteronomy. Huh. Okay. So um, I don't know much about that time period. I don't know about the so fall of Jerusalem. So is he saying like that Deuteronomy was written by somebody different, but this one took that and then expanded on it? That's what it sounds like to me. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. I don't know enough about this stuff. Like I'm not a scholar or right, an right, academic. Right, yeah. No, I, so, just, I didn't know if you would come across that or not. No, so. I, I didn't. And um, there was so much. And I... Um, this actually is something I meant to say at the beginning. I wanted to talk about this section of the Bible without um, getting too far ahead of our reading because I, I don't want to say like spoiler alert or anything right. like that um, because how spoilery can a several thousand year old book be? Sure, but well, I mean we, we we don't know a lot of this stuff. So. I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the book of Joshua. Right, and so I don't really want to talk about too much stuff that um, is going to happen is going to happen that we're not at yet right because it'll be out of context sure sure and so i i was really um hindered in my research of finding out what is the next section who wrote it and when versus but you know don't tell me too much <laughs> well i mean i i think that that's you know we're we're trying to get a little bit of information mm-hmm. to move forward and learn more about the bible than we did before because sure. we we really didn't know much of anything. I think that is what our goal has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's different people listening to us for different reasons. Sure, but um, you know, I I'm happy to learn a little bit and, and move along, and then yeah. maybe revisit what we touch on later down the road. You know, we right. might do special episodes going back and researching some of this stuff after we're done because. There's so much interesting crap. You well, know, like- I mean, I didn't really fully appreciate everything that had happened in the first five books of the Bible until I did that recap of the first five books of the Bible. Right. And I didn't even realize until 
um, I, I think it was the fourth book that the people had reached Canaan twice. Right. You know, like that. I. It's not that it wasn't stated. It's just that this is so outside of my normal reading that it didn't sink in. Right. So. I, and I should qualify when I say interesting. I mean, this is a relevant book still today to people that are around us. And it. It is much of our history. Like this is this this is huge for all of history that I am a part of right now. The book is huge, not the things in it. The fact right. that so many people flock to this thing. Right. But that's what makes the, the intricacies I think a little bit more right. interesting because it's it's neat to find out where they come from, what 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 inspired this crap, you know? Like what inspired why, this crap? Could, yeah. That's like our whole podcast in a nutshell. What inspired this crap? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, basically, yeah. Like, it is basically crap, so. So, to move on, um, the author used his sources with a heavy hand, um, depicting Joshua as a grand, divinely guided conquest. Okay. Judges as a cycle of rebellion and salvation. And the story of the kings as recurring disaster due to disobedience of God. Oh, man. No way. They disobey God again? But we did know that that was coming. So that's not a spoiler. (laughs) Because, you know, God specifically gave that spoiler alert himself. Yeah. So um, that's what we have to look forward to, though. Joshua apparently is going to be epic. And then when we get into Judges, there's going to be lots of fun stuff where they're bad. They're so bad. I'm kind of looking forward to that, honestly. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's now widely believed that the history was, in fact, first written in the late 7th century BCE as a contribution to King Josiah's program of reform and only later revised and updated by a 6th century author. Oh, so it was later revised and updated. Yeah. I see. Yep. And um, I'm, I, I made this note. And I didn't look into it because I I don't want to know where it falls yet. Okay. But but there is a um, mountain that we're going to come across called Gibeath Haraloth, which translates to Hill of Foreskins. <laughs> and, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I Hill of Foreskin. Really? There's a reason. I don't want to get into it yet because we're going to come across it, but I couldn't not take that note. That's that's so absurd. That is so absurd, yes. I mean, I could say that about so many things that we've read so yes. far, but that is that is definitely absurd. Well, I that is my final note on today's topic. Okay, yeah. And I thought it was a good place to end, a hill of foreskins. Where do you go from there? I, no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our introduction to... The Deuter, what was it? Deuteronomistic history. That's it. Wow, I got it. Okay. You got it. Um, and then tomorrow we're going to have a special episode. We are. Special episode. So special. So yeah, t- tune in for that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to come with kind of a new announcement for things too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we will see you guys then. Or, I, well, you'll hear from us then. Well. I say see all the time. I mean, I think it's fine. It's yeah. fine. All see right, ya. Whatever. See you later. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. What are we doing today? So today is a special episode where we're going to have a, um, basically we're gonna, we've are we decided that maybe like twice a month 
We're going to have a special episode that's going to be Patreon only, except for today. <gasps> today, today, everybody gets to listen to the episode. Oh, my gosh. And generally, we're going to do this over something that's relevant in the news. Um, it, and it can pertain to um, what we're doing here or, or not. You know, it's just kind of us being us and talking about a subject that we care about that day. Sure. Um, but going forward after this episode, these will only be available to our Patreon subscribers. So make sure that after you finish listening to this, you go over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and go ahead and subscribe as one of our Patreon, as low as $2. Woohoo! All right. So what are we doing today, wife? Well, husband, we are going to talk about banned books, Ooh. of which the Bible is one. Nice. So that's the tie-in. Yeah, and there's the tie-in. That is happening in America right now, and it is trash, I tell you. But before we jump into that and before we go on our break, I do think that it needs to be said that um, we had started in on all of this before um, Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And um, we... That's obviously the big news of now. Right. And we don't want it to go unsaid. You know, we are aware of what's happening. We stand with Ukraine. Definitely. Um, we're just so sorry for what's happening over there. Yeah, our hearts go out to the people in Ukraine right now. It's just the the whole thing is just awful. It's so. a tragedy and hor- horrendous. So yeah. we just didn't want to jump in without having said that. Right. I think that's appropriate. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get on into the main section here, huh? Okie dokie. All right. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Let's. So, banned books. Banned books. Have you ever read a banned book? I'm sure I have. But not like on purpose? Not like, this is a banned book. I'm going to read it. Right, no. Wow. I have read a banned book. Oh, I know. You live for banned book at the library and all that other stuff. So (laughs) I live for book. I live for for library. You are are book. Yes, Yes, yes. So that's why this was so uh, particularly exciting to me as a uh, first time outing. Yeah, I'm going to be like just a third wheel today. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm here in spirit. But, oh, you know. <laughs> that sounded like I'm having an affair. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know, me, you and our, our listeners. It's true. So, it's true. It's, you know, this is just kind of between you and them. That's all. It's true. Yeah. So first I thought I'd give a few definitions and, and talk about like what banned books are. Okay. So banned books are books or other printed works such as essays or plays, which are prohibited by law or to which free access is not permitted by other means. The practice of which is period the end. A form of censorship. Shit, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> it's censorship. Okay. We censure those censored books. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Now that that's said by law, but like censored books and banned books oftentimes are banned by a school or by a library that specifically it's mm-hmm. not necessarily by law. Sometimes right. it's kept out of an area because of people. Right. Right. Um that gets into um the difference between challenge and ban oh. and banned books is is the blanket statement that we use. Okay. Okay. All right. So a challenge, which is less um, weighty than a ban, 
A challenge is an attempt to remove or restrict materials. And that's what we often see. Um, and we use the word banned, but it's actually just they're trying to have it removed. And those are based upon objections of a person or group that we'll get into. I, I imagine that you can imagine what a lot of those objections might be. Uh, well, I mean, it's in the news right now. If yeah. you're watching the news at all, right? you're noticing probably a lot of stuff about banned books right now because right. it is banned book time. So, um, What I would recommend if you haven't already is uh, to watch a clip on YouTube of um, – What's his name? Uh, Trevor Lavar Noah. Burton. No, Trevor oh. Noah do, did a um, bit on yeah. banned books, yeah. and at the end of which, Lavar Burton um, comes in and and does a thing. Yeah, on, which is great. It, it was fant- The whole thing was fantastic. Lavar Burton, in particular, um, it it's well worth the watch. Yeah, and if you don't know what Lavar Burton has to do with books, then mm. yeah, sorry, Atcha. <laughs> So if a challenge is an attempt to um, remove or restrict materials, a ban is the actual removal of those materials. Got it. And in many territories, um, the distribution, promotion, or certain translations of the Bible have been historically prohibited or impeded. I mean, that makes sense. It does make sense. Um, um, I have mixed feelings on it because on the one hand, I do not like the... Um, pushing of religion onto other people. Right. And, you know, like, I don't believe that prayer belongs in school. Definitely not. And I hate that, like, at um, the last several high school graduations that I've been to, they do a prayer. I don't feel that's appropriate. Yeah. No, I agree. So, But should should you not have access to information? Right. And and the answer to that is no, even though it pains me. Right. You know? it's the the writer and reader in me is at war with the atheist in me and the get the behind me devil, you know? Right, right. So um, I, I go back and forth on that. But no, of course, all written works should be made available. Sure. I totally agree. Um, should- I think it goes to kind of like, I mean, we don't. We don't censor in this house really at all. No, we like really don't. Speech or otherwise, you know, like no. we actually encourage, you know, finding out things and reading whatever, you know, you're interested in. So like that's always been our kind of our take, you know, like with with instruction, we're parents. Still, sure, you know? sure. But but we have some really great discussions like um, and I, I learned from our kid. Right. Because um, just for an example, um we had you and I had an impression of what furries were, and um, you know, um, there's there's a dirty connotation that comes with sure. it that we were aware of, right? Um, but our kid is is uh, moving in a different uh, part of the internet than we are, right? And that part of the internet is. Um, more harmless and it has more to do with the inclusivity of of everyone and um the lgbtq portion of that as well and and we had to have a discussion about that because i was like oh god furries no right and and my kid you know (laughs) teenager is like um excuse you you are not aware yeah and and so the the learning goes both ways, Definitely. which is why we don't censor. Definitely. Definitely. 
It's, I mean, yeah, we learn just as much from our kid as, as they do from us at this point, I think. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Exactly. So um, I don't know if you are aware. I, of course, am aware. There is a Banned Books Week. Well, I only know that because, you know, we've been in the library and there's signs up that say Banned Book Week. Right. So, you know. Well, it takes place every September. Okay. And this year's is September 18th through the 24th. So mark it on your calendars right now. Mark it on your motherfucking calendar. (laughs) And libraries go to great lengths to make um, regularly challenged and banned books available. Yeah. And to push them. Sure. So that... You know, people are aware of the dangers of these books being removed. Right, because oftentimes they are some of the most important books that are out there. Right. I mean, we've got things like um, that you would expect, like Fifty Shades of Grey, for example, you know, sexually inappropriate, right? Right. And, you know, I'm not a fan, but whatever, you know, people read, they read, whatever. Um, But then you've also, on the other hand, got... Classics like To Kill a Mockingbird, right. which are historically important for in our country. Yeah. And and those two don't even belong in the same fucking category, but they're both on the same list. Yeah. Yeah. And and the bands come from both sides, the right and the left. Yep. Um because and and again I have a really hard time with this because the writer and reader in me um, rails against both the atheist and the liberal in me because there are books that, for example, Tom Sawyer, um, Huckleberry Finn, that have the N-word in it. Sure. Highly inappropriate. I do not condone that language. However, ha- having said that, these books are important for teaching um, the writing style of um, local color um, language. Not yeah. when I say local color, I'm referring to patois and and a stylistic way of writing dialogue. Sure. Um, and these books are fantastic at it because Samuel Clemens, uh, Mark Twain was able to capture that in the moment. Yeah, and it was a different era completely. Like, I, and that doesn't excuse it. No, but it. It should spark a discussion about right. why these words are inappropriate. Sure. Not to pretend that they don't exist. Right. And I that's agree. the difference. Well, and you, you balance it with, you know, a book that's different than that. You know, you, you that's that's the beauty of banned books. There's all kinds of ways to go with it. You right. Know? And you exactly. can expose people to different things all around. So. Exactly. So, uh, you know, the left gets on its high horse, and, and I hate even saying this, but the left gets on its high horse um, to to be so politically correct that they will try to remove anything that is racially offensive. And I'm like, you're doing the right all the favors when you do that. Right. Because they're the ones trying to censor, and now yeah. you're saying, okay, yeah, sure, let's do that. Exactly. And, I mean, they are now trying to remove some of the same books. Yeah. And and that idea, oh my god, just like makes my brain explode. I remember the author, but I can't remember the name of the book. But there was a very it was back when I was going to college. Um, her, her name was Wendy Kaminer, and she had oh, written yeah. a book about free speech, and it was very, very good. It was so, so I mean, good. It was, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a read. It really makes you think about your stances on free speech and where you should stand. So, and I think it's a, it's very relevant discussion going into the internet age here because mm-hmm. it's something that's going to continue to be an issue. Yeah, so. definitely. 
Well, the theme of this year's Banned Books Week, um, they have a different theme every year. And this week, or this uh, year, appropriately enough, is Books Unite Us, Censorship Divides Us. Yeah. And, I mean, that says it all right there. Definitely. Um, if you want to learn more about Banned Books Week, you should go to bannedbooksweek.org. Okay. So, um, and I'm just going to read a little bit about it so that you know what it's about. Okay. Banned Books Week is an annual event celebrating the freedom to read. Banned Books Week was launched in 1982, so very recent, really. I mean, relatively in the grand speaking. Of things, I guess. Yeah. It's almost 40 years ago. Well, I know because I'm That's old. maybe over 40 years ago. Well, I mean, it's because I'm old. Right. But I don't think of the 80s as <laughs> that long ago, so <laughs> shut your face. Um, it was launched in 1982 in response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in, to books in schools, bookstores, and libraries. Couldn't have had anything to do with Reagan, could it? Reagan know. and the satanic panic right. is what yeah. I am positive that had to yeah. do with. Yeah. So... Uh, typically held during the last week of September, it highlights the value of free and open access to information. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I love the library not only because of obvious reasons it has books. Right. Um, libraries saved my life. Like um, when I was a kid, I found freedom in the library. Sure. Um, I was able to go to other places, other worlds, other places where I was not experiencing the trauma that I was experiencing at home. Right. So for me, libraries always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. And to see them, um, like if you watch the Trevor Noah clip and, and there are librarians whose lives are now being threatened. Right. That is just crushing well it's the me. same it's the same line of thinking where like some of the school board members are getting threatened and mm -hmm. i mean there's just this whole threat um mentality that's going yes. out right now yes. and it's, it's a shame i mean libraries have been a defender of free speech for you know as long as we've been alive yes and they are one of the most ardent defenders i think i mean they they really push free speech and 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 not censoring things so i have always um held librarians as heroes because they are the frontline defenders of uh, the First Amendment. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, there are some great books out there about how awesome librarians are. I'm sure I haven't read them, but I'm sure there <laughs> um, are. <laughs> I, I should have probably put together a couple of names, but, yeah. um, you know, if you're interested, you know. If, if you know, you know. Hit us up on Twitter. I'll get, I'll yeah, get you know. Exactly, get you a exactly. List. So um, the Banned Books Week thing itself is yeah. – um, put together by the American Library Association. Okay. And um, that's the ALA. Mm -hmm. And um, they are the awesome overarching, um, like all libraries answer to them. You know, right. if you if you go into a librarianship program in college, you need to make sure that it's ALA approved. Right. Or right. else, you know, it's a garbage program. Sure. Basically. Yeah. Um, they condemn censorship and work to ensure free access to information. Every year, the Office for Intellectual Freedom compiles a list of the top 10 most challenged books in order to inform the public about censorship in libraries and schools. And I happen to have the most recent list, which is from 2020. 
And the new list comes out when? Um, the the newer list for 2021 will come out this April. Okay. All right. So um, I know 2020, it seems like, God, that's, that's old. That's forever ago. Yeah. And, and you can imagine what um, the 2022 one will look like a couple years from now. Sure. Yeah. But here are the top 10 challenge books of 2020. George by Alex Gino. I'm not familiar with that book, but it was challenged, banned, and restricted for LGBTQIA plus content, conflicting with a religious viewpoint and not reflecting, quote, the values of our community. Mm, that's a that's rough. So we yeah. can guess who, who yeah, came out against that. Christian right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number two is Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds. Um, I do remember this book coming out, and I um, it's on my list of books that I intend to read. Yeah. Um, it came out in the aftermath of the George Floyd protests yeah. um, when a lot of people were trying to learn about anti-racism. Right. right. And um, it was banned and challenged because of the author's public statements and because of claims that the book contains, quote, selective storytelling incidents. <laughs> And does not encompass racism against all people. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What is this the the the, this the is, all people movement or whatever? Thing? This is the um, all lives matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the all lives matter. Yeah, and That's why such, don't we have a white history month and yeah, all that such stuff? Bullshit. Yeah. Number three is All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and Brendel Keeley. And it was banned and challenged for profanity. Oh, no. Drug use and alcohol. That shit will get you nowhere. Profanity fucking sucks, man. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the drug use and alcoholism, and because it was thought to promote anti-police views, contain divisive topics, and be, quote, too much of a sensitive matter right now. Mm. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to watch, don't want to read any of those sensitive matters, you know. I imagine that somebody in that book must have said something like "fuck the police." Sure, right. I mean, right. But yeah, so, but I mean, given the climate that we're in, that's not totally, yeah, you know, inappropriate sometimes. Uh, I so. say "fuck the police," <laughs> so you know. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate. You like know? I, I was never so excited as when um, they're just people; they shit too. I was never so excited as when I was explaining the hashtag ACAB to my child. And my child was like, Mom, I already have that on my Twitter profile. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, my teenager's awesome. ACAB right. is all cops are bastards. FYI. Sure. Which so. is obviously not 100% true. No, but... I'm just stating that out loud. Okay, well, as long as we're getting into that... Um, <laughs> If you are a police officer, you should be aware that you are part of an organization that is rife with racism and 100%. shit. And if you're not standing up, I don't care how hard it is and that, you know, it's it's your friends and your coworkers no, and I blah, blah, blah. Agree. You are part of the fucking problem. I completely and agree. And if you're not saying shit, then all cops are bastards. Right. Applies to you. Right. My good sir or ma'am. <laughs> So number four is a book that is near and dear to my heart. I read it several years ago, and then my teenager read it, and we had a really deep, heartfelt discussion about it. Um, it's called Speak by Lori House Anderson, and it is about a girl who is raped in high school 
or even middle school, maybe I can't remember now. Um, and, um, has a hard time being able to tell somebody about it and kind of goes into herself. Right. And, um, it, it's about finding the ability, the strength, the bravery to talk to somebody about it and to be made aware that it wasn't her fault, that she's right. It, something bad did happen to her. Right, right. And so that book, of course, was banned, challenged, and restricted because it was thought to contain a political viewpoint. Oh, my God. It was claimed to be biased against male students. And wow. it included rape and profanity. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, yes, yes, it did. And as much as we might like to wish that rape and profanity don't occur, right. the fact of the matter is they motherfucking do. Right. And so we should deal with that accordingly. Yep. Number five is The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexi. Banned and challenged for profanity, sexual references, and allegations of sexual misconduct on the part of the author. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not familiar with that book, but I... Sure, it's not a good reason. I would read it. (laughs) Number six, Something Happened in Our Town, A Child's Story About Racial Injustice by Marianne Solano, Marietta Collins, and Anne Hazard. And it's illustrated by Jennifer Zivoin. It was challenged for divisive language and because it was thought to promote anti-police views. I'm Uh, seeing a theme here. Right, yeah. So number seven uh, is both shocking and also not shocking. Right. Because it has been challenged and banned forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But to think that it's still in the top ten list for 2020. To Kill a a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Wow. Banned and challenged for racial slurs and their negative effect on students featuring a white savior character and its perception of the black experience. So let me just say a a little bit about that. And I know we're going a little long here, so I'll try to talk fast. Okay. Okay. I don't really see that it has a white savior character. This is a book that is being um, challenged by the left. Okay. Um, But the white savior character fails in his efforts. Right. And the black guy who was falsely accused still dies. Right. So I'm not quite sure how that applies. And anyway, it, the story is really not about the white savior or the black guy who was falsely accused. It's about the child viewing this through her own eyes. Right. And she has some, you know, racism of the time shit going on in herself too. Right. So I also don't understand how we're saying it's a perception of the black experience when it wasn't. It was about a white child viewing this and opining on it. Right. So, but that's just my take. You're free to disagree. Sure. But you're wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight of Mice and Men. Another one that I just, I can't believe it's still in the top 10 in right. 2020. Yeah. By John Steinbeck. It was Steinbeck. It was banned and challenged for racial slurs and racist stereotypes and their negative effects on students. I actually hated that book, but I wouldn't want it banned. Right. And I don't hate it for the reasons that it was banned. Right. Um, Nine, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Banned and challenged because it was considered sexually explicit and depicts child sexual abuse. 
and I I haven't read it, so I can't comment on but it. But I know but she's an important author too. Yeah. So like yeah. that's I'm sure overstating the case. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, so maybe it doesn't belong in a third grade library. Right. But right. Don't take it out of high school though. Right. Jesus. And number ten is the Hate You Give, another book that's on my TB TBR to be read list by Angie Thomas, challenged for profanity, and because it was thought to promote bump 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 an anti-police message. Wow, that was like three in that whole... Yeah. There was like three of them in that list. Something must have been happening during (laughs) that time period. Yeah. So um, I'm about to wrap up here, but I just wanted to mention that there was a list on the website, on ALA's website, for frequently challenged books that are just like the most challenged ever. Like these are always challenged. Um, And there was... One that was frequently challenged kids' books and frequently challenged young adult books. Okay. And I thought that I would go through and just, like, list the ones that I was familiar with or yeah, even had read. Yeah, it should be a short read. list, right? Yeah, I, w- I would totally. think so. This list was, like, two and a half pages long, so <laughs> I cannot get into it here. But the usual suspects are on this list, like Judy Bloom. Um, are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which was about a girl who was trying to find um, – find her place in religion in her family and neighborhood and who also started her period. Got it. So, you know, there's all that. And there's like several other by Judy Bloom. Sure. Um, There's some um, um, Dr. Seuss books, the Hunger Games trilogy, the Perks of Being a Wallflower, Ender's Game. Neil Gaiman's on there. Neil Gaiman is on there. Um, Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl. I'm just like... All of John Green's books. He's the one that wrote The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> probably just All of his books. Probably just because he's liberal. Um, that and probably because they they depict uh, teenagers. Got it. Going through teenagery things. Right, right. Um, there's a suicide in one. There's another that has uh, teenagers with uh, uh, deathly illness. Got you know, it, yeah. Again, teenagers sure. doing teenagers. Wouldn't want to make people think. Right? You know? Exactly. Uh, this one, I have no idea. Where's Waldo is on the list? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. That's really dumb. I have no fucking idea. I, yeah, I don't know either. Um, Crank, which is a book about a teenager who gets on drugs. And it it describes the experience. And, right. You know, in hopes of telling kids, don't get on drugs. Yeah. So you would think we'd all be on board with that. Brave New World, Flowers for Algernon. Stephen King is on this fucking list, babe. You could go on for the next Stephen King. Stephen King, yes. Carrie and Christine wow. are both on this list. Crazy. Okay, I'm going to stop now because I'm just, <laughs> I could just keep going and going and going. Right. So I just got through the K's. Yeah. And that was not even listing all of the books, right. A through K. Right. Okay. But anyway, read a band book. Read a band book all the time. Always have a band book with you. Definitely. And. Uh, definitely celebrate Band Books Week this September. Yeah, do it. All right. Husband. Wife. What the fuck is this? Uh, This is Monday, but we're doing a special episode where we're actually rebroadcasting our 50th or our 50th episode that we did where we had like a getting to know husband and wife type episode because Ooh, we've got we a lot that? of new listeners. We do. We do. We've got like a ton new listeners. And anybody that's picked up like as they like were coming through here, they've m- maybe missed that episode. So 
That's fair. And we're doing a week of special episodes, so I figured why not... It was a good place yeah, to stick it. It's a good place to stick this one. Yeah. Gives us a day off, kind of, other than this. And then, <laughs> you know, people can skip it if they've already heard it. So, yeah. gives them a day off too, maybe. It's true. This is how much we love you. Yeah, we're giving you a day off. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, if you haven't heard the episode before, stick around. And if you have heard it before, you can stick around too if you want. But you don't have to. But you should talk to us on Twitter and let us know what you think. Yeah. Definitely. Husband. Wife. Do you remember why we're doing this particular episode? Yeah, actually I do. What is it? Well, this is our 50th episode. It is. And we kind of started our app, our podcast like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And we never really, other than like our 30 second or one minute, whatever the hell long it is, intro that we did. We never really explained why we're doing this, what we're doing, etc. Okay. So that's what we're doing today. It is? I mean, that's my understanding. Yes. Okay. Yes. You are right. You are correct and good. So um, why do we want to podcast at all? Like, Well, I think that's a selfish reason. Yeah? What's your reason? Well, we love talking about things. We do. That's my reason. I just enjoy bouncing stuff off of you. It's so fun. We actually did a, you know, another podcast at one point that was, it's no longer available to anybody out there, but we we did something, it was called Side Hustle Kerfuffle. Yeah. And it was about... um, Driving DoorDash and Uber. And we yeah. did a really, it was it was really nice back and forth. So we enjoy that a yeah. lot. And we just wanted to do something else. And one of the things that we end up talking about a lot, just in our own time, is religion and philosophy. how it affects people and philosophy. And just, you know, we live in a very religiously oriented town. Yeah. And it's very, it, it, it's, it affects our lives very much here. So. It really does. I mean... There's how many churches where we live? I mean, right outside my door, there's one. And it's then, true. And then there's probably at least six or seven more in this town. If And that's just in that's the town. In the town. And, and if then, you count the outlying churches, there's probably another five or seven, maybe 25. I don't know. Right. There's a lot. There's a lot. And we only have one stoplight. We used to live in a neighboring town that was even smaller than this by five times. And like, there's only like, there's only like 5,000 people in this town. There was like a thousand people in this other town. And there was literally one, two, three, there's four churches in that town. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So yeah, we, we live in Bible country. We really do. So, and, and we are not, we're not big on the Bible. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly. (laughs) Did you grow up going to church? I grew up with parents who wanted me to, um, make my own choices. So what that meant was my dad was religious as a child, but grew out of it and became what I would call a philosophizing atheist. See, I would just call that an agnostic because he has specifically said that I'm atheist, but I don't want to think I know it all. So I'm agnostic because I acknowledge that there could be stuff I don't know. But I don't believe in it, and I haven't seen it, so I'm atheist. So I would just call him mostly 
a spiritual agnostic. Maybe. Really smart. Studied all kinds of philosophy. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, my mom, on the other hand, um, she is somewhat religious now. I wouldn't call her a fanatic. She, she recently started going to church and saying she'll pray for us. And right. that's been a really... Hard thing to swallow. Yeah, that's been really weird, honestly. Um, but when I when I was growing up, she wanted us to be exposed to church, but um, didn't push it or anything. So, like, I ended up going to a Quaker church for a while, actually. Did you like that? That sounds so I, it cool was, to me. It was interesting. It was... It was and... It it was very interesting. It's my understanding that Quaker churches are more like community driven than self. I I gotta say I wasn't there long enough to like really get a full grasp of it, but I do know that they do a lot of community service, and of the religions that were out there, that was the one I could stomach the most, just because of what they represented outside of their church. Got it. Now doesn't mean I agreed with anything they taught, but still, their social activism was very. Um, appealing. Uh, it was very much a part of who they were. So right. that was that was neat. Um, I and and here's the other the, one more tidbit about myself. Um, I went to I was in Scouts as a kid, and you had to have a religious affiliation to be in Scouts. That just so, blows my mind, honestly. Like I know that is true, but to think of that in today's time as having been a thing. Right. That's crazy to me. So when they they asked when they asked me what church I went to, I told them I was a Quaker. Cuz you didn't have anything else to you were like, "Oh god, I got to pick something real quick." Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and to fit in out in this area where I grew up and I grew up in the same town that we're in now. And to fit in out here, you know, it was being religious was a very very much a part of of life out here. So I, I did go to church with friends occasionally to try to fit in and, and go to church functions occasionally. And I wanted to know what it all meant and why these people were so adamantly, I, I don't know, in love with this whole thing that is religion, I guess. So right. I didn't understand it. And I dated a girl one time and that wanted me to be saved. And I was like, saved from what? That is so funny. Because <laughs> I was in high school and my friends all asked me if I was saved and I had never heard the term before. So I, I thought the same thing. What do you mean saved? Saved from what? Right. And like, they thought that I was smarting off or being funny. Right. And yeah. they didn't understand. Like, no, I really literally legitimately have never heard that term. I don't know what you're asking me. Yeah. If you don't grow up in the church, which I don't, neither one of us did. No, no. I grew up, um, my parents are really religious now, which is just yeah. so weird to me because I grew up with, um, my mom didn't really care one way or the other. And my dad um, was super into science. And like, I can remember him, um, he subscribed to various um, science magazines, one of which was Omni. And they don't make that anymore, but... Omni will always have my heart because it's one of the m most fond memories I have of my childhood is sitting on my dad's leg on his lap and him paging through it and explaining stuff to me. And, you know, his idea of spirituality was like the force from Star Wars, <laughs> like we're all connected and, you know, there's a goodness in all of us and just you know, always be a decent person and have morals. Right, right. And I, I found it easy not growing up in church to have my own morals. Right. Like that was never an issue for me. Right. Um, 
Did you ever feel any social pressure in your life growing up or for, um, for church? I was a military brat, so there wasn't a specific um, religion. Like, I didn't grow up in a small town. I grew up on a small base. But because people would come and go, there was no one specific religion that stuck. Sure. So, I don't... I know one of my friends um, was... Her mom was Greek, and she had some kind of Bible, and I don't even remember if it was like the traditional Christian Bible or a different one, but anytime I spent the night at her house, we had to read from it, and she was appalled that I had never read the Bible, so when she was like <laughs> talking about chapters and verses, like I didn't know how any of it worked, so I just kept reading, hoping she would stop me. At the appropriate place. And she didn't. And so she was like, haven't you ever read the Bible? And I was like, oh, no. Well, that's kind of funny. Because like <laughs> when I was in Scouts, they would always do the Lord's Prayer before meals and stuff. Oh, gosh. And I had no idea what that was. So like at first when I was in Scouts, like, I, you know, you're trying, you're a kid. You're trying to get along. You're trying to like, so you're like fit in. Mwah, and I'm like, yeah, mwah, I was like. Halloween. I mean, I know the Lord's Prayer now. I mean, I, I actually, I don't know if I could recite it right at the moment, it's but it's our father who, who art, art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily, our daily bread, bread and forgive us our trespasses as we, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine, thine is, the is the power and the glory and the and the, the kingdom. kingdom. Yeah, that. Forever, forever and ever. ever. Amen. Yeah. Right. That's God, so that's funny. Between really the two sad. of us, we know it, and neither of us, it, it's not something I ever worked on. Did I you had, ever work on it? No, I just, I mean, it was me being in Scouts, and I had to, it was to fit in, you know, to yeah. fit in. That was it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we sat around and sang songs like Kumbaya, my Lord, and shit. Right. And like, I'm like, I don't. I don't care about any of this. I don't right. know. Like it, it was, it was, it was very stigmatizing. Like I, it was, it was hard to, to want to be a part of this group, but then not know this large piece of what this group was and in, in any way whatsoever. I, uh, um, my sister obviously grew up the same way I did, but for some reason, and I have to think it's because her best friend um, they went to church every Sunday. Right. And so she went with them and she practically lived at their house. And so she was religious from a very, very early age on her own in a family that wasn't. Right. And that was very weird. And we kind of would make fun of her. I feel bad for it now. But she's always been Christian. And so I can remember getting into an argument with her because she wanted me to believe in God with her. And I'm like, I don't know how to just, you know, it must have been how you felt. I don't know how to just one, two, three, go and decide that I believe like there's a light switch. Right. And yours is on and mine is not. I don't know how to access that light switch where you just suddenly believe or feel something that isn't there. Well, my being raised the way I was, I was taught to be a very analytic thinker and right. and to rationalize things and how do you rational? You, you can't. You can't rationalize God. Yeah, yeah. There is no rationalization for it. And and then what made me even more of a staunch, 
I, I guess I would call myself an atheist, but you know, there's more to it than that. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, um, but but the my point was that um, oh, where was I going? You guess you would consider yourself an atheist? Yeah, but I was saying something else before that. Day. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut no, you off. No, it's all right. I wasn't going to go into detail oh, about that. So sorry. That's all right. Uh, yeah. So, so that's I where totally we're at. forget what I was going to say now. Sorry. Yeah. I do that to you. You do. I derail your train. You do. Hey, how about we get on? Or unless do you want to? No, go? I had I have one more question. Okay. And then we'll take a break. All right. Sounds um, good. My next question, and it doesn't fit into any of the other categories, is why I stuck it here at the beginning. So why are we hiding our identity in oh. this podcast? Yeah. Well, we've covered some of the reasons. And I think the biggest reason really is that, A, we have a kid that's yeah. still going to school. Yeah. Um, and B, we live in, in the Bible Belt. We live in, in Bible country. And right. we are surrounded by very um, in-your-face Christianity. I mean, there. I think other parts of the country don't, don't understand. Like, I still drive DoorDash and... So I'll drive around and there are Trump flags and there are stop the steal flags and there are, um, you know, protect- religious freedom fa- flyer, yeah. fl- flags and stuff, yeah. which, which, you know, religious freedom sounds great, but it doesn't mean what everybody wants it to mean. Right, so. right. So when you see those things, you don't feel safe to, you know, speak who you are, to speak your truth. Yeah. So we will remain husband and wife. <laughs> So well, and, and more than that, there is we we have some direct family that would be very offended by that's true this too as well. So that's true too, and and there are others who would use the information against us and yeah could cause trouble. Right, it's more about keeping our jobs, keeping our family safe, and and not and just, getting our house egged or our cars keyed. Yeah, so we <laughs> shall be husband and wife. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is what it is. Sure. Was that the only question you had before we move on to the next section? Yeah, let's take a break because okay. I have to pee. <laughs> and Oversharing much? Whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. All right. All right. We'll see you guys in a minute. Bye. Okay, we're back. All right. That yeah. was a long break. For us and for them it wasn't. No, I know. But, you know, our alarm went off and. Well, yeah, we, we had some coffee, coffee and yeah, fed the cat. That's the wonderful and... thing about, about podcasting. You can you can hit pause on that as long as you want to and come on back to it. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's funny. What yeah. are we doing now? You said you're surprising me with a bunch of crap, so. A bunch of crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. So we touched on this briefly, but I wanted to ask you to um, further speak on whether you consider yourself an atheist or an agnostic and what you feel the difference is between the two. So I've gone through many, um, many different forms of what I am in my life, I would say. And it's been progressively towards atheism. Okay. Okay. Um, I went from a person, as, as I kind of discussed in the first section, uh, mm-hmm. someone who wanted to understand and be part of a religious group because it seemed so prevalent in my community. Right. Um, when I, you know, got out of high school and got into college, I, I discovered more about myself and, and I started thinking of myself in the terms of agnostic and I I didn't do a lot of research into it, but it felt better to say, I don't know, you know, is that 
how you would define agnosticism? More or less. Yeah, I would define agnosticism as, you know, I'm, I'm leaving open the possibility of anything. Got it. Okay. Um, so I would say at this point in my life, I am more atheist than I am agnostic. Um, I, I, I'm not agnostic. I'm, I'm definitely atheist. I do not believe that the God that is said in the Bible exists. Sure. Okay. I do not believe that the God said in any written form exists. Um, do you believe in a higher power? I don't think I do. I mean, my, my catchphrase is from Kurt Vonnegut and it's so it goes. And, and, and I think, you know, when I die, I'm going to be turned into dirt and that's pretty much it. And so it goes. And so it goes. I mean, right. that that's pretty much how I feel about the matter. Um, now the, the, the wonderful thing about atheism and religion and theism is that we can sit here and argue all day and essentially they are all beliefs. Right. Like, I believe there is no God. I believe there is a God if I was theist. Right. Um, and if I'm agnostic, I believe that I want to sit the fence. Wow. So, you know. That's a harsh kind of perspective. Well, I mean. Well, okay. The reason that I say that that's a harsh perspective is that I kind of consider myself agnostic. But um, I have, like, a kind of painful reason why. Yeah. Um, for one thing, um. You know, I grew up with science parents or whatever. Yeah. And then my parents went the opposite route and became like hardcore Southern Baptist. Like, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I and know. Believe me. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. You've seen some of it too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so there's that. And then I joined an atheist group and <clears throat> I refer to them as the angry atheists. Yeah. Because. And I'm aware of that. Because they were just as hateful as the Baptists. And they were just as arrogant as the Baptists. And I know for a fact that this is what's what. And you're an asshole and an idiot if you don't um, think like I do. And like there was such a, a sense of shame. And I don't like either of those perspectives. And granted, those are both extremes. Which is why I do choose to sit in the middle. But not from... A lack of wanting to choose a side so much as that I I want to feel safe and free to ask questions and to wonder. And sure. um, so, I mean, I if I was going to call myself atheist, because I don't really believe in a higher power and, you know, particularly not a god of the, the Christian Bible or... Yeah, fuck that guy. He's a dick. He is a dick. But just... A guy watching over us in general, whatever religion that might be, you know, Judaism or right. or um, Muslim faith or and, and just whatever those faiths are. I don't believe in a higher power that watches over us. Right. I just don't. Right. But I wouldn't call myself an atheist because of my experience with the atheist. If I did fit that category, I would call myself a, a spiritual atheist because I mean, there are things I don't understand. There are, you know, things that I don't know. And I I just like to leave room for the possibility that something might be there that I don't know about. And I do think that we are all connected and kind of a new agey, hooky, Wiccan kind of way. And, you know, one with the trees kind of thing. And this earth is our only earth. And... You know, our biome is dependent on each 
little piece of us and you know we are all stardust and you know energy doesn't die and all of that all of that and so that is why I feel more comfortable in the category agnostic but I can understand because I do lean more toward atheism right it's just I don't know my experience with them just left that a nasty taste in my mouth with that word well, I mean, I, I think, you know, I empathize with that to a degree because since we've started the Twitter account um, mm-hmm. on for, for our podcast, um, we've been following and, you know, living in circles of atheists and anti-theists and all kinds of stuff like that. And, like, I'm learning all kinds of new terminology that I never knew before we started all this because, honestly, what we were when we started this was husband and wife team who had never read the Bible all the way through and felt compelled to because we have too many people quoting crap at us and we wanted to know what was in the Bible, essentially. Right. Right. That's that's what we started as. Um, now, like I said, I, I consider myself an atheist more or less to the, the, to the full extent of that word. Right. <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, the, the nice thing about atheism is that atheism is... Um, it's set up as you you essentially don't believe in God. That is that is the definition of atheism. So it leaves a lot of room for a lot of different people. And a lot of different people are out there who are very angry at religion, which I understand also. I understand being sure. angry at religion. I grew up around it. But <clears throat> I don't think it gets me personally anywhere to be angry at religion. Right. I can I, I'm I'm fine with poking fun at religion. And I can get angry if somebody's coming in my face about religion. Right. But those are the those are the extent of where my line is drawn. Is if somebody's coming at me with religion, I I don't mind getting angry back. But if somebody is, um, I, I I'm fine making fun of religion because I think religion is just it's hilarious. Like to to sit here and tell me that you believe in a god that murdered all these people, that that's condones rape that condones um it just it's crazy it's crazy i agree with you completely so i'm gonna laugh at it i'm gonna make fun of it and i'm gonna call their god a dick because he is a dick i'm reading it he's a fucking dick i feel like maybe we're like not i don't want to say arguing because we're not arguing but i feel like if we were arguing it would be arguing semantics and you know based on what you were telling me like what the fuck is the difference between atheism versus anti-theism like so anti-theism from what i understand and again this is one of those new terms that i had not heard before getting into the twitter world in the atheist circles is um basically someone who is angry at religion so they're or angry the, at god so they're the angry atheists then maybe they um they might not even be atheists they are literally oh. angry at god Okay. Okay. So and, and and some of them probably are atheists also. They're also they're atheists who are also angry at this god that they don't believe in. Okay. But you know, there there's two camps of that as well, I think. And I, I'm I'm really just talking out my ass because I don't really know all the terminology all that well just yet. Um I am endeavoring to figure it out because I'm in those circles and I'm having discussions with these people. Um, but I, I haven't quite figured everything out yet. I'm kind of afraid of stepping into that circle and having those discussions because I feel like I would be forced to defend my perspective. And like, 
I love having a discussion amongst friends. I do not like being questioned and having to defend my stance. Well, like, well, like somebody on um, Castbox commented on a comment that I made that it wasn't even religious, but they were asking me, "Why do you think that?" And you know, my comment was, "Whoa, this sounds cool." I don't want to explain to you why I think what I think. Like, it felt so attackish, and I'm really afraid of that. Not afraid because I doubt who I am or what I think, but because it's just a confrontation. I think I've had so much confrontation in my life that I just don't need that. Well, I had there, there's been some of the conversations that I've been party to are that a lot of the people that are atheists come from a religious background. And the reason that they come from a religious background is because they were a lot of them were very devout Christians and they did a lot of studying about the Bible. And so they're very intellectual because they were breaking it down. They were they were understanding, wait, this is contradictory. This is wrong. Why this this can't be right. So, they, and I'm being told these things. So they have a very analytical brain that leads them to this discovery that they are an atheist so they feel kind of betrayed well and 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 more so they feel very compelled to defend their new idea you know okay. they feel very compelled to um to to live in the world where this new idea is correct and i'm not saying that it, i i believe that it is i i'm on their side you know but it's got to be very i we, me and you don't have the um experience of coming from a religious background into atheism we kind of right. grew up with atheism so right. it's a different experience i i think the the point of it that i'm trying to make is that everybody comes from a different background and a different experience some people might have even been abused in the church systems i can understand anger i can understand all this stuff i think we all just have to kind of agree to live and get along and maybe not harm each other you know right. and that, that's right. really the the easiest way to put it is that we all have differing ideas, and that's what this whole thing is about, is differing ideas and, you know, not just being okay with the, the mantra that the, the Christian right gives us every day. So Right, right. So, um, what do you think happens when we die? You already said this, but... I mean, conversely... I also want to be shot out of a cannon. Oh like, my, gosh, my ashes just, up. like, stuff me in a cannon and shoot me out over the ocean. That'd You're be awesome. You're an idiot. Stop. <laughs> That'd be really Stop. cool. Fireworks. You guys should all get really drunk. Oh, my God. And have a party. You better not die before me because I do not want any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, along with the question, what happens when we die? Where did the universe come from? Well, I mean, in my opinion, it came from the Big Bang Theory. Like, you know, but we have... The things that banged, where did those come from? Well, I mean... Obviously, we don't know everything. That's why atheism is a belief and not a fact. Okay? Right? Right. So, <clears throat> all I can go by is the best guesses of science because science is kind of my default state of mind and that Let's I trust. Start here. I trust science way more than any other um, idea or um, that anything else that's out there. Science is where I start with everything. And, you know, there there's... I, I just read something the other day that said that the the normal state of existence is something and not nothing. And it was a science, you know, thesis or whatever. I don't know exactly. I didn't read it in detail. But the idea was that essentially instead of thinking that we came from nothing, 
what if just the constant of the universe and 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 life in general is that there's always something there has always been something it just is that is what it is and it doesn't have to have come from somewhere right i think that the the problem of infinity really scares people oh for sure and that's why they have to think of a beginning and an end forever and ever. Amen. The problem and, of death scares you, everybody. Right. That's why we have to come up with deities that are going to let us live forever in a wonderful plane of existence somewhere in the sky. Right. So everything, everything that we create and worry about comes from something we're scared about, generally. Well. In my opinion. That's not true. A lot of things that we create um, are in order to allow us to take the path of least resistance because um, we're lazy. Sure. So, like, we created ways, instead of having to go to the water, we created ways to bring the water to us. Oh, well, I'm not talking about scientific advances. I guess I'm talking about specifically religions. Like, okay. religions are created because of our fear of existence or or death or, you know, things that we don't understand in this life. Right. We create these other these other things to make them meaningful for us, to make them not as scary so that we have something to look forward to instead of being scared of death. Um, I, I think that like to, to consider death and that is the end and that is it. Right. Is not a fun thing to contemplate unless you have a backup plan. Like I'm going to live forever because I worship God. Hell yeah. Or, um, you know, other religions, they've got like the 70 virgins or whatever the hell it is. I, I, I'm not, I'm probably wrong about that one, but man, you know, that sounds pretty damn good. You know, oh my I'm just saying like they got all these shit where you're like, yeah, I'm going to go do this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm good with dying. I'm good with it. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life now because I think I just turned to fucking dirt guys. I'm so, pretty sure it's, that's it. So how do you reconcile that with, um, the the whole YOLO thing, like, like how how do you say you know? Oh my God, when I'm when I'm dead, I'm done. So, you know, why aren't you like? So I better party it up as much as possible and do as many fun, crazy things. Like, you know, have all the sex, do all the drugs, and party. <laughs> oh, party. you're asking why isn't every atheist out there a um, sinful asshole? Is yeah. that what you're basically getting? Yeah, at? like where. Where do your sense of morals come from? What stops you from having all the fun and and instead being a mature person who lives up to responsibilities? Because I want to enjoy my life. I, I want to enjoy every minute that I'm here. And, and in order to do that, I have to make a living. I have to, you know, um, respect the people that I care about and, and, and by doing by caring about other people and by sharing experiences with other people, you have to find a way to fit in in those groups and make sure that you are following a code in your head that fits with allowing for everybody in that group, your family, your extended family, to enjoy life as well. So you have to have your own morals. It's not hard to make to, to have your own morals, in my opinion. I, I, I did a lot of thinking about this because I, I questioned existence of God when I was younger and, you know, went through this whole process. And, and to me, it's, it's very simple. There, there's rules that you, you why would I want to kill somebody? That's, I, I just, 
well, what that's... I what I feel it's it's what is right humanitarily humanitarily speaking. What is right for society? What is right for the advancement of my kids' lives? What's the right for the advancement of everybody around me? Even my I, I I'm a caring individual. I care about my shitty ass religious neighbors. Even I don't <laughs> want them to suffer. You know, right. like I I I want what's best for people. Generally speaking. Right. So it, you can be religious and say that you follow codes and you can still be a serial killer. Right. As I think seen. it's actually happened, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. So, um, yeah. So I think that when people, like when Christians in particular ask that question, I, I feel like they're kind of missing the point because what I get out of that question is, wait, so then the only reason you don't rape and murder is a fear of God. Like that's all that's holding you back. Right. Yeah. Like, like oh my God, please don't prove God is not a real because apparently there's a whole group of people who are going to go out and rape and murder. Right. And that's that's what I always wonder. Like, if that's the only thing that's stopping you, and you think that that's what's stopping me, like we have a different problem. Yeah. We have a bigger problem and it's not a belief or a lack of belief in God or heaven or hell or whatever. It's a, how you treat your fellow man. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think it, it, yeah, it has to do with, you know, there, there are tenets in the Bible that are, that are good things to live by, like do unto others as you would have them do unto you type thing. Right. Um, I'm not saying that that exactly is the perfect solution, but it's it's an idea that's out there in society that when you're growing up, when you're when you're when you're younger, these things that you learn about religion, they sound loving, they sound good, they sound yeah. wholesome. And and that's what's supposed to draw people in because we are empathetic creatures in general, I think. Um the problem is that when you get right down to it, it Christianity, other religions even, are very hypocritical and they're not friendly. Right. They just aren't. I've not, I've lived around it my whole life and these people are, I shouldn't say these people. There are a lot of people in these groups that are supposed to be these loving, wonderful people who are just the worst people I've ever met in my life. The worst. I think that because while we might be empathetic creatures and social creatures and all that. We're also lazy and greedy. Do you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's trying to find a way to live within the bounds of, of those two extremes and, and finding your own peace with right. like, okay, um, no, I actually don't want to murder people. And it's not because I'm afraid I'm going to go to um, hell or jail. Right. It's, it's, it's because it's the right thing to do, not murder people. Yeah, yeah. That's the I mean, right thing to do. If you think about it, like, even scientifically, it's, you, you know, if you take religion out of it, like, biologically, it makes sense to not murder each other for the species to survive. Yeah, definitely. Like, biologically, if we all just were out for blood against each other... We wouldn't have survived as a species. Right. And we've survived as a species long before this Christian God was ever invented. Right. And long and we will long after. You think? I don't know. They might blow up the fucking planet. Well, there's always that. Uh, or incite war so that somebody else blows us up. There's that too. I mean, whatever. We can be as cynical <laughs> or as optimistic as we want to be, I suppose. I'm kind of cynical. I'm kind of 
both. Yeah, you really are. But, you know, it is what it is. So, um, my next question is, do you believe in miracles? No. No? Nope. Wow, just flat no. Just flat no. But you do acknowledge that there are coincidental or weird things that happen, right? Definitely, but, I and I think you know this of me, anytime something happens, I'm going to try to attribute it to something scientifical. Scientifical? scientifical? What wow. the fuck is wrong with me? That's, Scientific. That word right there. <laughs> that is proof that you're not to be trusted. <laughs> hey, I caught myself. I know you did. You really did. <laughs> I said it and I was like, wait, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> so this kind of gets into. No. No, wait. I wasn't. Oh, okay. Never I wasn't going to bring up your bad apostrophe <laughs> usage, but now I have to because you shouted at me. Uh, okay, okay. I'm coming full clean here. Guys, I suck at apostrophe usage. I suck at speaking, apparently. Yeah, you do. I suck at apostrophe usage. You really do. I really suck. And so up until tonight, actually, um, I, I had created a new logo for our podcast, and I had put an apostrophe S at the end of Atheists. On the logo, and because you that tried is to turn correct, you tried to turn a plural into a possessive, right? And luckily for me, my wife is um, very much in the English realm of things, and she loves her words, so she caught my mistake and gave me hell about it the rest of the night, and including still now. Well, so, I I wasn't gonna go there oh. actually. That's not where I was going at all. Oh. I was trying to get back on track. But you would have given me hell later tonight, still. But you were. Like, oh, don't say anything. So I had already decided in my head I wasn't going to say it because even though you are bad at apostrophes and even though you did make our logo have an apostrophe and I was appalled, appalled, I tell you, it really isn't fair of me to complain when I don't do any of the images or social media. Yeah, that's right. And badly done is better than not done at all. Damn straight. Whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm over here giving you this and you outed yourself. I did. I did. So where I was going was Sorry, sorry. When no, you're fine. Um I knocked you off trail earlier, so yeah. it's fine. Um where I was going was when you say that you will always try to figure out like what's actually happening instead of, you know, jumping instantly to the mystical, magical miracle thing. Yes. Um, it reminds me how, um, one time, um, there was, uh, oh, what was it? It was, it was at Halloween time and one of the local parks or something had, oh, had, um, no, it was the, um, there's a place down there that like the Halloween place. That's what I said. Oh, one okay. of the local Halloween theme park place, whatever gotcha. had, um, Hired like a bunch of people to dress as clowns zombie and clowns. zombie clowns and jump out of airplanes. Yes. And, um, but they had failed to inform everybody that they were doing this with torches. Yeah. They were jumping out of planes with torches. So, um, me and you and your brother yeah. were standing out front of one, the house we used to live in, and, um, I'm like freaking out and I'm like, oh my God, because, you know, I see all these, these things coming down and I'm like freaking out what is happening. And, 
Right. Um, so I'm like running in and, you know, trying to call the police or local weather channel or anybody. And you are standing outside just watching it like, cool. Yeah. And all I could think was, you know, we're about to die. And instead of spending your last few minutes with me, you're spending your last few minutes like. I had to know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And like anytime there's <laughs> um, like a tornado warning. I go watch. Yeah, you send me and the kid down to the cellar, and you're like, I'll be down in a minute. Yeah. And you got to see. I do. It's so fucking annoying. My brain needs proof. I know. You need all the proof of everything always. It's amazing and annoying. Well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. So, okay, you don't believe in miracles? No. I I don't know. Things happen and I believe that there are things that happen that we don't yet understand. Yeah. But I think that those things that we don't understand have a scientific explanation. Sure. That's what I believe. I think that the word miracle is just lazy. I agree. So. 100%. Yeah. Okay. What about angels? Do you believe in angels? Not even a little bit. Me neither. But I have to tell you, I fucking love angel figurines and angel art. I love Castiel on Supernatural. I love Castiel on Supernatural also. <laughs> Misha Collins is the shit. Okay, this one's slightly unrelated. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Why? Why? Because we have an infinite universe, and in that infinite infinite space, there's got to be aliens. Right. I, there's, I infinite po- there's infinite possibility. So in that infinite possibility, yes, that does exist. And what is considered an alien, though? Is it a microbe, or is it... Like, what would we consider an alien? Does it have to right. be able to talk to us? Right. Or does it just have to be living? Does it does it have to, like, get in a spaceship and come see us? Right. Like, I think that there is life on other planets, and we may not ever even meet it. Now, the better question might be, do I believe that aliens have been near or in Earth's yes, orbit? Yes, that was my next question. And that, I don't know. Now, I will say that that video of the Navy planes that caught the... The crazy things on video or whatever. Uh-huh. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. But again, until I know what it is, I'm it's, still not going to like. It's still science. I of think some it's nature. neat. And, you know, at the time, Trump was president. So I was like, come save us, aliens, please. But that was a whole different reason why I wanted aliens. Right. I think the question <laughs> is is the science <coughs> from our planet or from another planet? Right. That's, that's the question. I mean, it could have just easily have been something the Chinese or the Russians had done. Right. Well, so. I mean, you know that they're about to release all of these reports. Yeah, and... I've heard some some tidbits about how it's basically a nothing burger, but, you know. See, I've heard both, and so I'm just reserving judgment. Yeah, I, I mean, I always reserve judgment. But... What about Area 51? Area 51's bullshit. You think? Yeah. I don't know. X-Files seemed to think it was something big. Area 51's bullet. If if it ever was anything, and I'm not saying that it was or it wasn't. If it ever was, they've long since moved it because there's way too much attention on that place. Maybe. Or um, where's the best place to hide is in plain sight where nobody would expect you to be. I guess. And there's rumors that... Well, okay, we live in Ohio. Okay. We do. And we live kind of near um, a, a major air base. And there's there's rumors around here that the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Air Force Base? Air Force, air Force, Force Base. Force. Air Force Base has aliens there, too. Oh, see, I didn't know that. No, it's a pretty big rumor out here. Wow. That's amazing. And I said Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. You did. I did. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, now I have to explain why that's funny. Okay, so um, 
everybody in this area does not call it Wright Patterson. They call it Wright Pat. Right. Like, there's the Wright Pat Credit Union and there's the Wright Pat base. I only know? said it this way though, just to clarify, I said it this way. For anybody that lives in this area, I said it that way to clarify which base it is so that people outside of this area would know what I was talking about. Right. But why otherwise I would not have referred to it that way. Why it's funny is that um, in literature and movies, they always refer to it like locals, characters who are supposed to be local to this area, say Bright Patterson. And I always laugh because I'm not from here. So that's something I noticed right away when I moved here is that nobody calls it that. Right. Everybody always uses the shorthand, right, Pat. But, like, in the book, um, The Fifth Wave, and then in the movie that came um, from that book, um, the kids, the local kids, all called it Wright Patterson. Right. And it's just, yeah. it's... I'm like, the, it, I was, it was cringeworthy listening to it. Yeah. So I was like, wait, yeah. you guys live, they lived in Dayton, which is, like, our main city here. And they were, like, they were calling it Wright Patterson. And I'm like, nobody... There's not a soul that lives here that would ever call that Wright Patterson. Yeah. Nobody. Ex- except for just now when you did it on a podcast. Yeah, right. And that's why no, it's I, funny. But in reference, if you're referring it to people that live outside of this state yeah. or this area even, right. you have to refer to it as its name. Yeah. But if you live here and you're talking to somebody that lives here, it's always, 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 always Wright Pat. It would be like, you know, if somebody's talking about Alex Bell Road and instead they called it Alexander Graham Bell Road. Right. Like, that would be the cringeworthiness of that. But now we're getting off on a long tangent okay. about nothing related to our podcast or atheism. That's kind of what we do. It is. That's kind of what we do. I mean, we do. We do. So, um, here are some questions that um, um, lots of Christians like to ask because they, they're gotchas. Okay. Um, if there is no God, how does your life have any meaning? Um, my, my, my life has meaning in my wife, who I love, and my daughter, who I love, and the activities that I do that I love. And your cat. And my family, an extended family that I love. And your cat that loves you. And my cat. My cat's awesome. Yeah. Although, I just friended somebody on Twitter, and he doesn't like cats. And That is suspect to me. I told him, I was like, look, I friended you, but... The only thing that I'm concerned about is your dislike of cats, but your feed was pretty good, so we'll just, you know, we'll call it even. I'm not sure about it. I mean, whatever. I'm we'll not we'll sure. see. We'll, we'll see. see how that goes. When people ask me, um, how do you how do you find meaning without a belief in God? I, I always want to respond, you're absolutely right. I'm going to go jump off a cliff right now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck kind of question is that? No, your meaning is, I mean... We want to go to Italy. We want to travel the world. We want to. We have plans. I love reading. We have books. lots of things we want to do. I love yeah. writing. You want to read all the books before you die, right? Yeah. 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 Actually, okay. Another tangent. Actually, um, I have stayed up at night in a, a wild panic, knowing that I will die before I've read even a hint of all of the books that yeah. I want no, to read in my her lifetime. Her fear is real about that one. Yeah. It's it's horrendous and it's not just all the books that currently exist it's all the ones that it's not fair they'll come eventually yeah they'll come after i'm dead and there will be new classics that i will have not even been introduced speaking of which when is patrick rothfuss 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 
releasing that final book because if he waits till after I die, I'm going to be really, really pissed. Yeah, he needs to put out that, that, that next book. He, that, that was a great series. And yeah, The Name of the should, Wind. The Name of the Wind. Yeah, you guys should look that series up. If, if you like sci-fi, or not sci-fi. Fantasy. Fantasy, sorry. Yeah. It's a good fantasy series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that was pretty much all I had, so... Are we doing it? Is there another section or is that it? No, um, that was it. We just dove right into it. Oh, so, so we're just, this, that's it then, That's huh? it. Well, okay, I'll ask you one more question. Okay, then. all right. Okay, what is the point of religion? The point of religion, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think that originally in the beginning times of civilization, that it was created as a way to um, have a system of laws and rules that people would abide by in order to control them because you 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 need a system of government of some type or some rules and laws for people to follow in order to have a civil society that you can adhere to rules that you apply across the board so like we have our our laws in this country right and that's essentially what i would consider the bible of 2000 years ago right it's it's a reason to keep people doing the things that you want them to do um whether for good or for bad right yeah no i i mean that that to me is essentially what the bi- or what religion is. It's a way to keep people from straying outside the lines and to encourage people to live a um, a decent life. I guess you know, like it, it. It's it's kind of the same idea as all the self help books out there. Like you know, put a smile on your face and make this a happy day, or oh you know, whatever. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. Like you got all these inspiration shit things out there and. They don't do much for me because I'm like, I see right through you. Fuck you. It's an early morning and I want to go back to bed. So fuck off. <laughs> but, I always thought of of um, religion as a way to explain the unexplainable. Like, you know, why, why thunder? Yikes. Sure. Yeah, especially, I mean, older religions, obviously. Right. They didn't know what the stars were even or you know like there were so many things unanswered for them that because they didn't have the answers somebody could create them and then use them as a form of laws so you know so i guess both yeah no it it leaves a lot of room for mysticism where there's not an explanation for things and in that mysticism you can use that unknown world to create things that people should abide by because you can create up whatever story you wanted to in order to hold people to account right Right. Like when God in the Bible says to cook your meat before you eat it. Yeah. And we know now that that was a really smart thing to do. I mean, you know, <laughs> like a lot of the things in the Bible probably and, and other religions probably started with the best of intentions on trying to help humanity. I mean, I've had salmonella, so yeah, it's not good, guys. I hate to cut this short, but if we go much longer, yeah, our alarm's going to go off. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, we got to go. All right, yeah, we'll see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Thursday. Thanks for joining us on this uh, bonus episode and happy guys, fifty. You guys, yeah, happy fiftieth episode. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride with us, guys. Yeah, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.